Hello. Welcome to a, a special show here on The Dat Network. Uh, thank you, The Dat Network, for hosting us. My name is Jared Sarton. I'm the Dungeon Master for Here Be Dragons. Uh, you see a few familiar faces on screen. We have Jared Hoy, uh, Austin Schumacher, Lauren Bird, Nathan mm -hmm. Andrasek, and Lindsay Sarton. And uh, the furry beast running around is Tinkerbell. Um, we are Here Be Dragons. We are a D&D 5e group. Uh, so we've converted a few people from Pathfinder. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're converting to Pathfinder from 5e. Not sure. Uh, we'll see in a few months' time. But uh, we're here to tell some fun stories. Um, right now, our party is adventuring in the homebrew world of Nier. Um, but things might change up a little bit for this show. So, to kick it off, uh, we want to quickly call out a few sponsors that Here Be Dragons has. Uh, Here Be Dragons is sponsored by a couple great groups. Uh, one is Blacksmith Craft Dice. Austin is showing that right here. Well, part of my party is showing it right here. Uh, they are a metal dice maker, and you can find them on Amazon by searching uh, Blacksmith Craft Dice. We do have Caffeinated Cobalt for the gamer-themed coffee, and Critical Treasures for a bunch of dice bags and a few other things. Uh, they're great. But... You didn't come here for sponsors, you came here for show. Uh, we do still do some fun stuff with tips as you put them in. Um, they'll be a little different for our show as we don't have all powerful beasts that Jim Jam can roll up. Uh, we have a little <laughs> softer, plushier things that go on here. Um, so, when you do give tips, we'll see that and we will definitely uh, give you some fun. Uh, it's very similar. At the $5 level, we do have these scrolls back here. It's called Mild Magic. We put in a, a small effect that adjusts the game just a little bit. Uh, at the $10 level, we have um, a re-roll, which you can assign to any of our players or the DM, so please let us know in your tip message and in chat who that goes to. Uh, and then at the $20 level, we do have a Challenger Approaches. A friend or foe enters the battlefield and changes up the game. So, with that, uh, we're going to get into some Dungeons and Dragons. Players, you ready? Let's do this. Supposedly. Uh, Wait, supposedly? Let's do it. I don't, I don't oh. know. Okay, supposedly we're ready. <laughs> he, doesn't, Perfect. he doesn't have a choice. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> don't know what's happening. Well, trouble. Trouble is happening. Oh, you got trouble? Sorry. It's, it's a little music, man. Quote. Thank you. you. Sorry. There's a theater nerds out there. All right. <laughs> Here it is. Having had a strong pint of ale in the stumble on in, Lord Drakland retired to his room for a brief nap. The others fell in line to retire to a plush-filled fort of the magical blanket they called Linus. The blanket lay flat as they entered the room that Garth had left it in. They shut the door behind them and decided, it's time to retreat to our plushy paradise for a little bit of a rest before we go on with our main mission. Having the urge to see what magical scene lay await, Rumil reached forward and grabbed the blanket, tossed it up into the air, and as it hit the ground, it ended up in a small pup tent. Still with the same patchwork blanket on the outside, the tent doors let out a burst of warm air as the tent settled. Quickly, Rumil climbed inside to see that the plush interior was far larger than the exterior. Familiar sight to him, but... This scene was a little different. In the middle of this large room, about 60 feet inside, a giant tree made out of pillows, blankets, 
and string was sitting there. It looked much like a willow tree, as one might know it. And below the tree lay four distinct bedrolls. A pillow, a nice plushy blanket, ready for a good afternoon nap in the light breeze that somehow appeared magically in this room. Players, what do you do? <clears throat> I look around for pillow goblins with cookies. Yep. <laughs> and hot chocolate. The pillow goblins with the hot chocolate and cookies that you have come accustomed to aren't here. It's a very quiet scene today. Where are all the pillow goblins? That's a bit different. Is there a pillow horse running around? I've been meaning to catch him. Did somebody else set up the tent? I mean, I was not through the tent, but uh, so so. I know that they didn't necessarily have the the little goblins before when when you all were throwing it. So maybe it's the fact that I threw it. You took away my pillow goblin. Did you break it, Rumil? I'm just gonna look around, just super confused. <laughs> I haven't been in here in a while. <laughs> Um, do I notice uh, anything else out of the ordinary? It seems like the tent, the very first time that you encountered it, without the pillow goblins, however. There's nothing else out of the ordinary. There's almost nothing else. This plushy environment you can see to the distance kind of fades off. Uh, It's very sparse. It's just this little mound in the center Mm. with the plushy pillow. Or the plushy setup. Would we have recognized the environment to be very similar to the first time Rumiel set up the tent? Yeah, very similar. Uh, It is actually almost identical. Uh, The tree's a little different, and Mm -hmm. the the cots set up are a little different. Right, because of the pillows. Well, we came here to get a a bit of rest before moving onward, so uh, I'm going to head towards the tree and kind of relax against it on one of the pillows or one of the piles of pillows yeah. Yeah. it were what is astro doing astro the little blink dog pup that uh, has joined valari follows rumil over and curls up on a pillow and lets out a little huff as he begins to nap oh lovely i'm gonna start petting him okay well i guess he's fine so i'll probably just like i'll probably sit against the tree Oh, it's nap time. <laughs> Fight right. hard, nap hard. That's my motto. And that's your, and yeah. that's your motto for today. As of now. Like, Eat hard, drink hard, I don't know. Play okay. hard, slay hard, I don't know. <laughs> as, as you all settle in around, uh, Garth looks a little nervous of the environment, but he does sink into a deep, Afternoon rest. The breeze blows across each of you, and as you all seem to have just fallen asleep, a small scream in the distance gets closer and closer, and as your eyes open, you see a sparkling purple portal out in front of you, about 15 feet ahead, and the scream gets closer and closer and seems to be emanating from the dead center. And just as it feels like it's about to hit you, a small humanoid gets ejected out and rolls about five feet from the portal as it closes. In the tent. In the tent. <laughs> we have a portal, a portal in, the- in the tent now? 
Oh, I'm on my feet, sword in hand. So help me if it's Steve from California. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I'll be at the ready, but I have no idea. There's never been a portal in the tent before. No. This is very weird. Probably reach for my staff. Leaning against the tree, I imagine. Reaching for my crossbow. Hello? (laughs) Portals every time. Ah, Look at all of these pillows. <laughs> Wait, who are you? Oh, 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 uh, Cresslin. Cresslin, uh, burrowed routes, of course. Uh, and, and you are? Garth Underfoot. Oh, Garth Underfoot. Wonderful. Pleasure to meet you. I- I'm seeing a fellow halfling, yes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a little halfling guy. He's, I'm he's sorry, pretty young. But how are you in our tent? It was the portal. Portals show up, and I just like to jump in them. <laughs> I put my sword away, because this is clearly not a threat. Did you uh, make the portal, or did it suck you in? I'm Ari, by the way. Hi. Hi. Um, no, portals just show up around me. It's a gift, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> is it? Interesting. That is fascinating. They just show up around you. Well... And you travel this way often? Via portals or to this marvelous pillow Via portals. Room? You travel in this manner, not um, in this direction. Yes, it's been known to happen. Fascinating. Where, where are you coming from, good sir? Uh, Rumiel Orphan. Pleasure to make your acquaintance, sir. Uh, oh, uh, hello. I, I was just reading in, in my library back home that my friends helped me build. Um, and you have your uh, own library. Well, I built it. Ow! Down, Garth. Down. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 where is said library? Where where are you? What do you? Where do you? Live? Sorry, say again. Where are you from? <laughs> I'm from back the other way. Yes, yeah, on the other side. Like, I'm from I'm from a nondescript continent we've not talked about. <laughs> one of the okay. northern islands of Nia. Yeah, but you don't know That's about right. it, players. Right. We have talked about it, but it's been a while. <laughs> Portal is closed. Yes. Portal, at this is, point. Portal has been closed at this point. But as you all are starting to focus your attention on the environment around, there's many more trees around you now. Um, the environment has changed a bit before your nap. And then after your nap is now you're in the middle of a forest. You're still under the same willow tree, and Kreslin is no more aware of the environment changing because it hadn't since his arrival. Right. So are we in a pillow forest or a regular forest with one pillow tree? Yeah, same question. What, yeah. All pillow trees. Well, um... Uh-oh. But this is... Very interesting. But no pillow animals? Uh, no pillow animals, no. Um, uh, d- but the the space seems to be about the same size, yes? From like, as far tell, as you're, like 60 feet. Like, you're in a pillow forest. You can't see much more than oh, 60 feet in any direction now. Um, well, 
Um, I'm given that the environment has changed a bit. I'm going to make sure that nothing outside the the, the blanket tent, outside of Linus, has changed at all. So I'm going to kind of start walking towards where I think the entrance is, where I came from. Very smart, Just yes. Start moving that way and see if I can get to the entrance and like open it up and make sure we're still like that nothing has changed outside of Linus. You you walk forward and the pillow forest is dense. It's hard to move through and uh it doesn't seem to let you in that direction. But as you turn back around, you are able to catch a glimpse of the sky and there seems to be a small flat opening hanging about two hundred feet up that looks like it could be an entrance of a tent. Uh but Rumil, you do notice as you come back that there is a, a little pathway that seems to lead out of this forest in the opposite direction. Well, in trying to go back to the entrance, um, it, it appears to be 200 feet up in the air. Uh, I don't know, Garth, if you want to try and fly up there and take a look at it. Otherwise, um, I didn't notice this before, but there is a path that leads through... Um, if there is something inside the tent with us affecting us, now it could be uh, Mr. Cresslin here, um, but if there's something else in here, it would probably be down this path. Uh, given from your reaction, I don't think you've been in something like this before, so the odds of him tampering with it seem a bit small. Are we still napping? <laughs> I'm myself. Well, I, I mean, pinch him too for good measure. <laughs> Changes every time we've introduced somebody new to it. Fair. So it changed when he got here, but it was different before he got here. I've never. So I don't know. The fact that there might be something else here is a possibility. Cresslin, did something come through with you? Were you were you the only one? Uh, just just me, as far as I know. Um, do you do you mind if I look through these pillows? I owe a I I, I owe a pillow to a man. <laughs> Please, by all means. I start digging through, trying to find the <laughs> pillow that disappeared from the someone in the uh, in the first portal. The pillows are green on top, and as you pull them back, they're brown below, as if you got to a dirt layer. And it's still pillows, as far as you dig, but you don't see any nice pillows that look like they lived on top of, well, let's say, a bed, and not in the pillow forest. This this won't do at all. This will not do. Are they bouncy? I just like jump up and down a little just to see how much. They have a little more give than normal Earth, but uh, it seems to be a, an approximation for normal mm. Earth until you start picking them up and they turn more fluffy to a normal pillow. Fair enough. Okay. Well, yes, it does look like I might be able to make my way out, but um, I, I didn't see how I would be able to get the rest of you out. Well, no, no just, just to make sure that nothing is happening outside, because if there is something happening in here, we can deal with it. But as long as all we have to do is focus in here. True, 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 true. All right. <laughs> so I, uh, I take that belt, strap it on. I shrink down in size. I cast Mage Hand, climb onto it, buckle in, and I fly up towards the entrance. All right. As you're flying up, you get about 25, 30 feet up. Uh, I need you to make... A dexterity check. Yeah. Oh. A dexterity save. Sorry. Oh, a save. That could be better. But <laughs> fourteen. Fourteen. 
as you are flying up, you hear a whoosh, and something's like flying at you. Uh, and you turn and you attempt to misdirect. Do a barrel roll! But a giant button comes flying out of nowhere and hits you and knocks you out of the air and does seven points of damage. Oh, snap! You fall, um, you fall to the ground and bounce in the pillows a little bit. Uh, you take no fall damages there. Okay, soft. then never mind. I was going to say, I was going to call for B1RD, but if he's fine to like try and catch him on the way down. Wait, can, we, can we make that happen so that I can live out a rescuers down under fantasy where a giant bird picks me up and I just fly with it? I mean, I don't know that you're 10 pounds. I don't know the B1RD can hold you, but maybe slow you down a bit. No, I'm one eighth of my weight, and my weight is less than 30. Or is it 30? Who knows? If I see him get hit with the button, I'm going to whistle to B1RD to catch him. <laughs> uh, B1RD flies out, but uh, he doesn't seem to catch okay. Garth as he okay. falls. He, he okay. grabs at Fair. him, but Garth is falling too quickly. Fair. Fair. What was that? I don't know. I think I got attacked by a button. Button? Um, Can I, just to check, I feel like every time I go through a portal, this would be processed. Check that. Now have a light system. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, now now that I'm here and I'm safe, I'd like to see if I can uh, summon Qbert to come and hang out with me to make sure that that's tied together still. Oh, Qbert! Yes. yes, and then I'll I'll try like a, a a cantrip spell just to make sure everything everything works. As you no, one as arm you will never summon Cubert, the squareish little dragon appears out of nowhere right next to you, uh, and you're able to look around and you snap your fingers and Mage Hand comes out and you're able to pat little Cubert on the head and he looks up at you in his square shape and kind of lets out a little ha! And he sits there next to you just happy as a square dragon thing can be. <laughs> a cube dragon thing. What is Astro doing now amidst all this weirdness? Astro is sniffing and walking around. He uh, walks up to one of the pillows that's shaped more like a stick and starts shaking it and fluff goes everywhere. Okay. I, I feel like it'd be, it'll be an interesting moment when uh, Astro sees Cubert. That could be a very. At this point, Astro hasn't paid any mind. He's kind of minding right, his own, right. tearing things yeah. up as a puppy might. Um, I turn around and seeing Cubert, just kind of a little on edge. Uh, as Kreslin. Oh yeah. This guy with you? Oh, that, that's just Cubert. What? He's, What's a Cubert? Cubert is my my family. Wait, your your family? Well, I mean, family's more than you, are you, just your blood. But you're not like dragon. Because oh, man, dragon. No, that'd yeah. be wonderful. Okay, we've just we've just been dealing with a lot of dragons recently, and no, no, no. I, but I'm, we just had an answer right there. I'm one hundred percent halfling. Wonderful. I think you may be right, Rumiel. Uh, this path was not here before, and it seems there is no way up and out. So. It's maybe best that we continue down it. What color is the path? The path is a light gray stonework amongst the green. Not yellow. Okay, cool. No, no, we'll yellow, no yellow pillow road. 
<laughs> well, we can at least see where, where this gets on to. Uh, if, if you don't mind, uh, Quesalyn, I your little dragon friend is very interesting to me. I'm going to try and, like, put my hand down and... I like... he's, a, he's a real chonker! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to try and, like, pet on the dragon and... Because this is a new animal that I've never seen before. <laughs> um, t- technically, he's, he is, I believe, a pseudo-dragon. Um, mm. So he's not he's quite right. all the way dragon. He's right. He's rather rather chunky for a pseudo-dragon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you guess why I've called him Cubert? Ah, yes. Suddenly it all makes sense now. Yes. <laughs> as, as you it would be down... better if he was an undead one, but whatever. <laughs> as what? you lean down to pet him, you hear a, a familiar sound of like a pug just going <laughs> as he's all squished up into this cube shape. Uh, but his his little dragon tail that hangs out the backside is, is wagging happily, almost as if it was dog-like, to say hello to you. Uh, oh, look. But as you as you do look down the path and start to walk that direction just a little bit, a uh, mm-hmm. small fuzzy creature comes from the distance. It's a little bright to see as it's slightly darker. Uh, but as it gets closer down the road, you notice that it's a pillow goblin. But this pillow goblin is in rough shape. Uh, he's holding one arm and Fluff is sticking up out of it. He's got a tear across his chest and Fluff is sticking out. One eye is hanging by one thread and he hobbles forward and falls about five feet from the front of your group. Uh, I go and I scoop him up! His arm pops off and one button rolls and bumps into Valaria's boot. And, uh... He's left there seemingly lifeless. No! Is karma for the pillows they ate? Is this a friend of yours? Sort of. Uh, There's sort of the caretakers in here. I really wish I knew how to cast mend! Would... Would this help? Uh... Can I cast Animate Dead on it? Uh, I mean, sure, you can cast Animate Dead. I'm a necromancer. That's what I got. <laughs> Jared, looking at this goblin. Which Jared? Sorry, Mr. Couchback. Uh, is the goblin missing one of his button eyes? I know one is at Valari's feet, but is the other one gone too? No, it's still there. Okay. That's not what he got hit with. That's what I was wondering. Clever. I mean... (laughs) Oh, we're still talking about Animate Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... I mean, is it considered like a construct? Let it play. Let it play. <laughs> It'll work. It play. Uh, as as you cast Animate Dead on the, the goblin and Ari's scooped it up and is staring at it, its head kind of twists all the way around and then pops back into place. Um, a little bit of fluff poofs out of the armhole um, and then the arm on the ground kind of lops forward a couple times. Uh, it seems to be out of control. Uh, and then the eye that's sitting in front of Valari sits up and rolls away and just rolls back down the path. Uh, this thing is somewhat alive. Right as rain. 
did you do no, to our definitely tent? worse. No, he can help build. He could build you a library if you want. <laughs> is this who built your library? Yeah, creatures like oh, okay, good, good to know. Yeah, I can, I can make, uh, I can make the dead things work for me. Well, Ooh. yeah, that is a trick. Yes. So now funny. our friend here, uh, may he rest slash relive. May he live in peace. Yes. <laughs> uh, seems he to have says. been coming from the forest. I, I, I worry that there may be more danger for our other friends there. Okay. Um, I grab my shield and my sword. As you set the little goblin down to do so, it starts to stumble away and falls flat and seems to collapse. More fluff coming out of all of the holes, but you see now on its side a bright blue stitching that looks like some lettering. What? Uh, I go over and I read. Yeah. Do we recognize that? It's in common and it's very, very roughly scrawled. And you see the letters S E N D, and then underneath you see H E L F. Who's Hell? I believe it's probably Help, but given that the stitching is missing. No, it says Help. They could have oh. forgotten the letter S. It could be send a shelf. Maybe they were trying to hang something on a wall and a horrible thing happened. He's well, dead. Really I think. No, really, either way, uh, the rest point of the is undead. need our help. Fair, Kreslin, that is fair. It's still weird. It's not part of the natural order of things. Of course, neither are pillow goblins, I guess, if we're being honest. Well, there's only one way to know what they really meant. I'm going to go figure out whoever sent this. So, onward and upward. upward. No, just onward, really. We've determined upward. Yeah, upward. Work. We're upward not, not help. No. Doesn't work. All right. Quickly now. You begin walking through this plush forest, and it doesn't even clop. It just goes poof, poof, poof as you squish in. <laughs> uh, and as you get about halfway down this path to the, the opening you see ahead, about 50 feet in, you're about 50 feet from the opening, um, two little puffs of smoke appear in front of you, and as the smoke rises up and then dissipates, uh, two fully intact pillow goblins appear in front of you, except they're dressed in a little bit darker clothing, uh, and they look like a, a stuffed animal that has um, seen better days. The, the nice plushiness about them is kind of all squished up and dirtied, um, and they have a sewn-in grimace on their face. They're, they've got eyebrows and a little bit of a frown going on. Uh, and they stare you down, hands at the sides. We're here to help! No response from either of them. Brought your uh, friend back! He's, I imagine he's like, he's clopping he's, up. A, he's hobbling behind us. and fluff just keeps <laughs> puffing out of the holes. And he just kind of stays behind you all at uh, about ten paces. It's Lucas um, Martinez says, these are the plushies you would find at Hot Topic. And basically. I have to... <laughs> basically. That's so accurate. Shield raised, I like slowly walk towards the Hot Topic plushies to see what they'll do. <laughs> to see what they'll do? Well, as you start walking forward, 
you get a weird look from the plushie on the right. He turns his head to the side and raises one hand very quickly. Uh, I will need you to make a roll for me. It will be... Why did this not stay? Sweet roll. Yeast roll. Uh, I'll, I'll take a baguette, actually. Baguette, okay. Uh, I will need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, dang. Say look out. Um, <laughs> that's a 19. 19. Bless you. Bless you. Uh, Bless you. You do feel a almost strong hold grab your body and hold you in place, but nothing's around you. But as you feel that, you raise your shield and knock this force from taking hold of you. Um, at this point, you do know that these pillow goblins are uh, not here to give you health. I mean, help. Uh, Rude. Everyone, please roll for initiative. Yeah, yeah, yeah! <laughs> as, I, as I raise my shield and feel that, I'm just going to yell out to everybody, Demon plushies! <laughs> Demon plushies. All right. Oh, man. I was not ready for that. They're pillows. What could they do? <laughs> well, I don't know that fire would be a great... <laughs> we'll find out. Here, in case anyone was wondering. Oh, I thought it would work really well. <laughs> well, yes, but then they'd catch fire, and then the ground would catch fire, and then everything would be on fire. Yikes. Ari's got a 12. Ari has a 12. Rumiel has a 12. Rosalind, what do we have? Is is five a good number? Five (laughs) is a number. It is a Uh, number. All right, so we have... You're better than Penguin Witch Doctor (laughs) with a four. Oh, jeez. 12. Garth, what do you have? I have an 18. Oh. Yeah, somebody with a turn. And what do you have there, Valari? 13. I couldn't be first, but I'm not last. (laughs) You're second. Look at you go. Climbing that initiative ladder. As as we go into this battle, players, uh, I would like you to quickly introduce your character just by class and race and anything quickly special you want people to know because uh, we are on the Dat Network again. Thank you for hosting the Dat Network. Uh, We are having some fun here with D&D 5e, but I want you guys to uh, tell the people who don't know your characters a little bit about yourselves quick. Of course. Um, uh, who I was going to say, where do we want to... Uh, we'll start alphabetically, go Ari. for it, Austin. <laughs> initiative order? I was, I was just going alphabetical. I'm going. Okay, that oh, works. Um, I'm playing Aurelia Ravenguard, just goes by Ari, um, level six human fighter. Um, sh- pretty low charisma. Uh... She likes to fight things, smash things, and just realized last season that she is apparently a princess and doesn't know how she feels about that. All right, that leaves All true. Kreslin next. Yep. Uh, oh, uh, I am, I'm Kreslin Burrowdrought. Um, I have been a frequent guest at the Stumble On Inn uh, over at Fear <laughs> Be Dragons. Uh, I am a halfling wizard with a focus in necromancy. Uh, my left arm is dead and hangs lifeless at my side, uh, and accidentally killed my dad. 
<laughs> we <laughs> had to his, work that in there. His, his favorite mode of transportation currently is portals. Oh, it's portals. portals. And there are gifts that represent both of those things now. <laughs> They're out there. I forgot to show them. Uh, am I next? Garth, mm-hmm. you next. Yes. All right. I am Garth Underfoot. Also... A halfling wizard, but a divination wizard. I love a good mystery, and I love just getting out there and learning things. And, um, yes, it's a lot of fun being on adventures and asking questions and really just getting to know people and just talking for a good time. And, okay. Um, so that means it is Rumiel's turn. <laughs> it's uh, Rumiel Orofin. I'm a wood elf druid. And um, the circle of dreams um, is is the path that I have chosen. Uh, initially broke off from this group um, after our last escapade. Um, I went out to uh, replant some treants, but uh, as it would turn out, <clears throat> my adventures lead, led me to cross paths with this band of adventurers yet again. And Valari. Um, so I'm Valari, a wild <laughs> magic sorcerer. Um, fairly young, maybe around 20, don't really know, grew up on the streets, no parents, so that is what it is. Um, my hair is usually purple, do I, is my hair is she bald? bald? She's She's bald bald right now. Yeah, so wild magic caused my hair to all fall out, but it's okay because I typically, typically, but yes, tiefling, I am a tiefling, I don't know if I said that, so... Yes. And uh, I am the dungeon master now controlling two little evil pillow goblins. And And Astro. And And Astro. Astro being... uh, My blink dog. The blink dog pup. And we start at the top of the order with... Me! The goblin that is following behind Kreslin. Wow. Do you have anything you want to uh, tell your goblin friend? Oh, okay. Your animated said. goblin there, Kreslin. Oh, he has a... <laughs> hey, put, put, your, put yourself back together. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> um, the, the poor little goblin puts a hand over the hole in his arm and, like, straightens his head up and hobbles forward to the two evil goblins ahead of you. Uh, next, we have Garth. Yes. All right. Um, well, I see a couple of little pillow goblins, and apparently I've realized that I shouldn't use fire. Um, no, so I'm just you can. Start... That was kind of metagaming, so you do it that way. Well, Garth is smart enough to realize that. Uh, okay. <laughs> Nathan might think fire, but Garth, <laughs> Garth knows better. Um, so Garth is going to pull out the normal dagger that he has. The it normal. says blink on the side of it. It has anything. <laughs> he tosses it up into the air and he casts catapult on it and sends <clears> it crawling <throat> towards one of the goblins who will need to make a dexterity saving throw. Left or right goblin? Let's go with whichever one just put a hand up. That was the right goblin. Alright, dexterity saving throw, huh? Yeah. All right, dexterity save. Nathan, do you still have your that port number? Yeah, I do, but I these are goblins. Didn't think he would do that, so... Yeah. Yeah, he missed, and there goes my dagger. Your dagger flies <laughs> out into the distance where you were actually headed, um, and it's probably now 70 feet out from you. 
That's the second dagger I've lost that way. I've said this before. Nathan is a liability. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, this blink dagger is not any such thing. Yeah, I snap just in case, out of habit. Like, oh, that's right. Nothing you know, happens. Garth, you might try carrying a quiver around of arrows. <laughs> oh, I had a quiver. I gave it to my <laughs> Now, that would have been genius! The, the leftmost <laughs> goblin of the two goblins facing you uh, reaches out both hands and fires magic missile at Ari. Glad I got my shield. Auto hits. Auto hits. Oh. Never mind. Four. 11 points of damage. Three small missiles go twirling out of this plush goblin's hands and smashes square into the chest. Solid magic missile. Oh, they going down. Valari, it is your turn. Um, how close am I to the goblins at this point? You guys are all about twenty-five feet out. Like you're fairly Um, close. Um, it's not worth it. Well, since I already have. My crossbow out from present arriving. I'm just gonna. Plus, they're pillows, right? So I'm just gonna run forward. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to attack the closest pillow with my dagger. Okay. Run forward, left or right? Which one? They're about the same distance. Whichever. Alright, we'll go to the right one for you. So you run up and you get right in its face and you get ready to attack. Um. I'll swing with my dagger, I guess. Swing with your dagger. Roll to hit. Okay. Can I aim to, like, get his arm? Yeah. You can aim for the arm. Yeah, Um, it's an 11. 11. They are pillows. Hello. It does not hit. Dang, that's a lovely pillow. (laughs) I was going to say, but as you swipe down, you realize that it, like, grazes a few strands and they tear up. So you were super close. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to then use my feet. Okay. And shoot an arrow at the other one. Oh, your crossbow feet. Yeah. All right. So you, you pull your hand crossbow out and you fire off to the other. What do you do? It's a 17. That hits. So you fire your crossbow, the bolt flies forward and pierces right through the head of this pillow goblin and does how much damage? Five. You see Fluff burst out the other side as the bolt continues in and you see Fluff kind of burst through some of the trees as the bolt continues to go forward and tear through the small forest that you're in. Ari, it is your turn. I'm going after the little bugger who magic missiled me. That's the one that uh, Valari's at right now. Awesome. You'd like to join her right up next to her. You're able to run up. It's only about 10 feet of run. So Beautiful. Uh, I'm going to take a swing with my uh, longsword that I had in my hand. Yeah. All right. Um, that's going to be a soft 20. Hits. 
Awesome. Okay, so that is... Oh, full damage. (laughs) 14 points of damage. 14 points of damage. All right. And then I'm going to swing again. Nice work. Okay, that one is a critical fail. Uh Uh-oh. So as as you slice down... Sorry, (laughs) Valari. As you slice down and... uh, end up lopping off the head of this nice little friend of yours. Uh, fluff goes everywhere, so you swing again, and you end up cutting into Valari. Uh, please roll for damage. And then we're going to half that Valari. Okay, well that's a lot lower. Uh, it's a nine. It's a nine, so Valari, you take four points of damage. You luck out. But wild magic. I was gonna say, is that gonna hit us then? Oh, that frustrates yeah. Valari, and she has to. I think I'm 31 feet away, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's probably like, am. I'm, I'm miles away. For those who don't know, Valari is a wild mage, so <clears throat> sometimes things make her angry, and we all think. On this table. Um. All right. You feel a sensation of electricity spark from your neck down to each hand Mm -hmm. into your fingertips. Um, You cast Magic Missile. What? That's new. At fifth level. (laughs) At the nearest enemy. Oh, so the goblin, right? Yeah, the goblin you just shot at. So please roll. What would it be there? Uh, eight. Three. <laughs> what? At Wait. Fifth that be, level. That would so be that three, be four, five, six, seven. Seven. Yes. Second, third, seven? fourth, fifth. That yeah. Seven. D fours. Fours. Okay. I don't know. Uh, Sarah BC one is wondering if wild magic is viable here. So. Valari uh, is a wild magic sorcerer, and when certain things happen, she herself has wild magic, which affects us. But if you're wondering if you can donate to affect things, we do have a magic box of scrolls, which does have certain things that give random buffs to either the players or the DM, or they change the environment in some way. So it's kind of like our own wild magic. Uh, a, it, that's for five bucks. Mild magic. I yeah, think we more call like, it. Yeah, mild <laughs> magic. Uh, I think a ten dollar that that's for five bucks. Ten dollars gets you. I forget what re-roll? A re-roll. A re-roll. You can assign to any yeah. player or DM. And then twenty adds either someone to help us or someone to it's help. A random something. Yeah, a random, random yep. NPC. Uh, yes, a challenger approaches. Or a friend. Or a friend. <clears throat> but they could challenge for us. True. Yeah. Put him already here. Sorry, I have to do some talking. <laughs> Somebody donated like fifty dollars to get you on this show, Gretel. You are a challenge sometimes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're reading my character 13. correctly. Uh, you fire out these magic missiles at this little pillow goblin that you had already done some damage to. It explodes into just flaming fluff. And it kind of settles down on the road. Um, And just as you do that, and you feel that 
everything has settled, a little puff of smoke comes up behind the small goblin in the back that's trying to hold himself together, as his master has said. Um, and he fires one shot off of magic missile himself at the little goblin in the back. Not C-word! No, um, Astro didn't do anything. Sorry. And as he fires that off, the reanimated pillow goblin also puffs up into flaming fuzz that falls to the ground. And you now does have... It catch, does it catch anything else? No, it's... Okay, it, good. It goes out pretty quickly. Um, good. But the the little blink dog at Valari's side is stunned looking around at all this flaming fluff, and he just kind of falls back on his butt and doesn't realize that a, another enemy has approached and caused some destruction in the back of the party. Uh-huh. So, Kreslin, you feel that your, uh, your little friend has died. No! Not and again! Behind you... Not again. And behind you, you realize there is another enemy. Uh, well, first, I would like to thank the Cadence, Sarah BC1, and Nondrasek for cheering some bits. Yes. And yes. I would like to thank Sarah BC1 for donating $50 to a reroll for the table. So I believe that's everyone except Senor Sartan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. everybody oh, gets a re-roll. Thanks, Sarah BC1. Thank you. Writing that down. Re-roll. Thank you for the donations, tips, yes, bits, thank you. everything. Uh, thank you for hosting, following, sharing. Uh, it's a great honor that uh, Here Be Dragons is here on the Dragons and Things Network. Uh, so do check out our social. It is up on the top. Um, so we've got our social there, but also do follow and share the Dat Network because there's tons of tabletop RPGs, uh, video game sessions, etc. that go on throughout the week, especially in quarantine land. Uh, cool. So, is that where we are? Quarantine. Land. We're in the corn stream. You're in the corn <laughs> stream. Um, I went out. <laughs> there's there's the one that popped up behind. Yes. My yes. now dead friend, right? Your now dead friend. Uh, it is Rumio. Yes. Um, did I notice that, or did I just see these two disappear? <clears throat> um, you are still focusing forward, so you don't notice that at the moment. No. Okay. Um, then I'm going to go, since I don't know that there's one behind me, I'm going to step forward to inspect the two that have been down to see if there's anything like in the stuffing like some like a like a stone or a gem that might be animating them see if they have you know uh metal buttons for eyes that you know you could cook like them later i don't know just just for you know research uh, as as you lean down and you look at these things you notice that they smell musty uh as if a blanket okay. had been left way too long in um an attic or Outside, yeah. they are not very friendly in the smell. Um, you do notice sure. they're kind of damp as well, and it's a very gross feeling as you pick around in them. Uh, not the soft, plushy fluffiness that you'd expect. Interesting. Kreslin, having felt your uh, reanimated friend disappear behind you into a ball of flame, you do know that there is someone behind you, and it is your turn. 
Uh, I would pivot to C. Yep. Am I within... Uh, that's weird. Within 120 feet of this yeah. creature? 121? No. You're, you're about, <laughs> you're about 35 feet away as it's a bit behind the group. I would like to move... No, I can do it from here. I would like to cast Chill Touch. Chill Touch. Perfect. Very, very methodically and systematically, as if learned from a book rather than being taught. All I right. cast Chill Touch, and <laughs> it gets a save, I think? You get to make a ranged spell attack. Ah. On hit, it takes necrotic damage, and it clings to the target. All right. Well, I'm going to roll that attack then. All right. It's a 17 to hit. 17 to hit. It hits. And this skeletal hand rises up out of the, the pillows and grabs hold of this plushie and grabs it tight. And how much damage do you do? Uh, it's only 12 damage. 12 damage. Uh, it grabs it tight. And as it grabs hold, you see one of the button eyes pop off of this thing and fluff comes coming up like spewing out the neck just a little bit and around the arm seams and all of the other seams but it it kind of flails as it's still barely up but it's held tight it's gross gross yeah basically you just destroyed this thing uh back to the top of the turn order garth you uh, hear some commotion behind you as Chill mm-hmm. Touch has been cast, and uh, there's one flopping creature in a skeletal hand. He's about 45 feet behind you at this point. Okay. Um, I am going to... Uh, I will cast... No, oh, yeah, I'll... <sighs> Everything is pillow. Yeah, right? <laughs> Too many fire spells. Pillow. As, as you're figuring oh. that out, um, there is, some, thing is, dark when there is some fun ideas from chat here about seeing if those eyes give you dark vision by putting them on a mask. Creepy, hmm. but um, maybe. <laughs> Do Now, because these are pillow goblins, yep. would we think they weigh about five pounds? Probably, yeah. Five? Okay. That's it. I mean, or less. They're they're a fluffy, stuffy thing. I think you might think okay. they weigh about five pounds. Um, the metagame side, as Rumil's poked at it, they're damp and squishy, so they're probably a bit heavier. But mm-hmm. if, if you're trying to lift them, go for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. I'm gonna try it. I'm like, ah, my dagger. Ah, I can't cast fire. I'm going to catapult a pillow goblin corpse. Oh, okay. So, yeah. What? But no, no, I could get that back for you. <laughs> as as you So catapult... you're going for the lighter goblin, not the heavier. So you you catapult the the goblin that was reanimated and is half out of fluff at this one that's being held tight. Uh I believe it's Wait. One. Could I catapult the one that's being held tight at a tree? Um, it's That's being what I held, it's so no. Didn't know if it's technically an attended item at that point. Uh, true, true. Okay, I'll 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 do the other one then. All right. Uh, it is a what? Dexterity, Dexterity save. save. 
Okay, at disadvantage here. Yeah, he misses. He totally misses that save. So he's he's flailing around, and this corpse of the, the lighter fluffy goblin smashes into the head, and off goes the head of this evil goblin. The skeletal hand lets go, and lets this kind of mushy pulp drop to the ground. Okay. Yeah, I mean... He had one. He had one HP left. <laughs> so whatever you were to have rolled, if you somehow got a zero, uh, I'm done playing D and D. Okay. I, got 10, so. I, I I quit playing D and D. If you get a zero. <laughs> all right. Uh, you all look around and are at guard for anything else to appear. Mm-hmm. But um, at this point, nothing else seems to attack. Astro walks over and sniffs one of the the piles of the evil goblins and pulls back and lets out a little whiff and walks away as it's, it's a gross, stinky smell that even the dog doesn't want to deal with. Ramil, you mind, uh, I got a couple magic missiles right to, I'm hurting. <laughs> I'll stand up from, uh, um, where I was looking over the goblin and, oh, of course, kind of close my eyes and summon that, that little, little light beam down again. Uh, Balm of the Summer Court, let me roll you a d6 there, Ari. And you will take three. Cool. Hey, it's something. Three points of heal. Um, you said these things were the caretakers. Well, they were, but... You did something real weird to Linus. Who, you? Rumiel, who threw it? No. No, the... Well, well, now let's remember. Things seemed different when we walked in. Yeah, but not this different. No, but different is different. The different started before the man showed up. Well, this different is bad. I'm not saying it's not. We gotta figure out who's doing this. I want my cookies and my I, pillow goblins back. I want my dagger. <laughs> well, go find I it. I start walking towards where I think it might have gone. That's towards yeah. the opening in the the field up ahead. Yeah. Okay, uh, so it was around us at that point still? You're, yeah, you're still in oh, the, okay. the forest area. Gotcha. Anything else you'd like to do at these goblin corpses? Any more that you want to reanimate there, uh, Kreslin? <laughs> no, but can I do a... Uh, uh, I guess either a, an investigation or like a medicine or an arcana to figure out yeah. how they're being animated. I was thinking the same thing. Do an arcana check on them. Yeah, you can do arcana checks. Please roll I'm your arcana do it. Best. Rolled a three. <laughs> Eleven. Eleven. What? I'm just I'm just thrown off here. Um. Uh, Arcana is 18. 18. Uh, Kreslin, you feel that there's a magical hand that controls these things like puppets, but you don't know how, if it's like a marionette or if it's a hand-in-the-puppet mentality, but you feel there's something controlling it that way. Um, Rumil, you feel otherwise. You feel like it's almost a, a nature here that... Even though you know this to be pillows, uh, mm-hmm. that it feels like it is a living substance, but not of your normal plane. Gotcha. Oh, 
Really quick, before I walk off for my dagger, can I look? It was, this was sparked by it's Lucas Martinez. I just want to see if there's a tag that says do not remove unless you're the owner of this pillow on these guys. You don't see any tags on the evil goblins, but you do see a little like torn off spot as if someone had clipped or cut uh, what could have been a tag. Yeah, interesting. Do you see any more of the blue stitching? No, on not, on, not on these evil goblins, no. Okay. Only on the right. one pillow goblin that was reanimated and now used as a weapon. Uh, he he served his pillow kingdom well. Yes. All right. Let's it, send it help. Appears that uh, these goblins are being controlled by some sort of nature within this world itself. Um, it's very foreign to me, which granted I haven't been in Linus for a bit, but I did not sense it when we first got in. Um, but something is very different here. Maybe we should have washed him more. Um, I'm going to go to one of the trees, the pillow trees. Yep. And I know that this had worked when we were under Kath's house. Yep. Um, and I was just trying to get a sense from the roots and stuff. Um, I know they're pillows, but something's different. So I'm going to go to one of the trees and see if I can sense anything like in the bones of the trees like about what's going on here i don't know if you want what kind of check you might want for that but uh it'd probably be a nature okay 13 13 total yes all right you walk up and you feel the tree and while you would expect the tree to give you some form of feedback uh, like there's life there. It feels much like a very hard pillow to you. Uh, you think about it a bit more and are a bit confused as it doesn't seem to be the nature that you're used to. Uh, sure. But these things do, these things appear from the outside that they are mostly living in their own form. Right, right. I guess I wouldn't expect much, but, you know, worth a shot. Yeah. All right. I believe towards we are, the clearing. We are following Garth towards the clearing. And as you start making your way out into the clearing, it gets bright. Uh, but the source of the light doesn't seem to be from like one spot like the sun. It just seems to be that the sky around you is bright. Uh, off into the distance, it kind of makes things almost disappear as if you were looking across the hot sands of a, a desert. Um, but you do notice up ahead, about 100 feet out, it seems like there's a, a tent um, a large tent set up, and you see some figures moving back and forth in this tent as it appears to be opened up. Um, so you see a little darkened area within. Um, seems like there might be a table or something, but you see motion. Uh, Garth is able to find his dagger about 20 feet out, and it's jammed into one of the pillows, making up the pathway, uh, fluff sticking out around it as well. Oops. A tent Oops. within a tent. That was my It's like tentception. <laughs> Does it look like a circus tent or like a military tent? Mm. It looks more akin to like a circus tent, but not painted red and white stripe. More just like a, a big top, a uh, big opening, uh, nice and tall, not a, a short tent. It's so like no, a military no. mess tent? No military mess tent, no. 
Does it look like the set of MASH? No. Okay. There's no pillow <laughs> helicopters or anything, but... Uh, but no pillow elephants either? No. None of okay. that. There were, there were no elephants in MASH. Oh, that she, was, was, she really wanted it to be a circus. <laughs> in, in Barnum and Bailey's MASH? Maybe. But... Uh, <laughs> that sounds I would pay to see that show. <laughs> uh, coming to Broadway next year? Anyone there you go. Hope with that? As soon as you write it up. As soon as we write it up. Uh, pass. Uh, chat, that's for you to thank run with. Um, thank you. Lucas, take it and go. <laughs> Lucas, we will, uh, we'll watch. Uh, no, but, uh, it, it does seem that it is a larger gathering tent of sorts. I don't know if these are more haunted, possessed guys, or the guys who are supposed to health. Do we stealth it, or do we just march up? They're just pillow goblins. I say we just march up like we own the place, because technically we do. That is true. can't own pillows. (laughs) (laughs) What? What kind of life do you lead, Cresslin? Let's spend an hour talking about you. (laughs) I could talk days about pillows. The frills on the edges, the the ratings of the stuffings on the innards, even the fabric themselves. Infinite possibilities. All right. But you do know you can... Kreslin is actually at this time when he's saying that picking up different shapes and sizes of pillows and just tossing them over his shoulders, he's talking about them and giving a nice eye to each pillow, um, stopping briefly at one that's got an ornate like design that you'd see on like grandma's couch, um, something that's much more aged than the other pillows around it and throws it and continues to just toss pillows over his shoulder as he's speaking about all of the shapes, sizes, and colors and densities uh, but you all keep walking forward, and he carries on about pillows. And as you're about 20 feet out, you notice this tent is quite huge. It goes about 50 feet back and about 50, 60 feet to either side. The one front that you're uh, coming up to is open completely edge to edge, but the other sides are, are closed off. Um, there's two pillow goblins of the nicer-looking variety standing out with empty platters, but on the platters you do see a little note on each Um, there's one large table that spans a good chunk of the center of this pillow fort. In back behind that, there's a nice little tower rise that has like a ornate chair made of pillows on it, almost like a a king's placement, uh, with a pillow goblin that hops down off of it and starts hobbling over to you. Uh, the chairs and table, however, are all wooden, um... And that's the first time you see something non-pillow, non-plush here. Um, And they're set up in a more human elf size, so somewhat like you'd expect at a a big pub. Um, It's a community table, so there's about 25 chairs on each side, so it seems like they're waiting for a large party. Uh, But no other humanoid is there. A couple pillow goblins are bustling around the outsides, um, as if they're almost waitstaff. Uh, the two up at the front walk up towards you and put out their trays with the, the notes on them while the one approaching from um, the, the king placement is still a little ways out. He's hobbling towards you. As he walks up, see you later, Sarah BC1. Thanks for joining us. Sure. Um, 
This is very interesting. Uh, hello there. Does anyone speak Goblin? I don't speak Goblin. Can I take one of the notes? Yeah, you can take one of the notes. Uh, as you pick up the note, um, the the goblins look at you, and they don't even seem to have mouths. They just kind of look at you, and as they turn and look around, um, their little eyeballs wobble in place, and the little sewn, like, fake mouth doesn't even move as if it tries to talk. Valari, the note says, Welcome, traveler. Uh, we have snacks and drinks for you and a great show this evening. Could, could we just give it a mouth? Just dagger in there and... Ah, <laughs> I just feel like that's a bad idea! Is there no... In theory, it should work. I don't know the rules with these pillow goblins. Well, I mean, they used to have mouths, didn't they? They were eating... This one, this one does it. It reminds you of the first goblin you had met, where he was very simplistic. But uh, the other ones that you had met more and more had mouths that were eating little puffy pillows. It's one of the prototype goblins. Um, was there a second goblin also with a tray and a note, or was it just one? There was a second goblin with a tray and a note. I want to go see what that second note says. That note says, Welcome, traveler. We have snacks and treats for you. Take a seat. There is more to come later. Beautiful. Okay. Are there any other notes? No just other notes, two. but uh, just the uh. two. And they're they're very roughly scrawled, and it seems like they were trying to make the same message, but uh, the two goblins writing them didn't get the exact wording they needed. Right? <laughs> uh, is it the same handwriting that Send Health was written in? Well, that was so No. It, it Listen, you can have a, a hand stitchery. It seems to be a bit more cursive want. So, like, okay. where you see the nice swooping curls of the letters, it was actually kind of jagged, sharp edges. Um, but as you're inspecting these notes, um, the, the king's status goblin walks up, and he has a mouth, and he opens it. And he opens it and kind of flops around a little bit as he talks, and the flopping doesn't match the words coming out, but it at least... Looks like it tries. And he goes, I am the first. The magic of this tent has allowed me to speak. What's your name? Welcome. Have an afternoon snack and enjoy yourselves, he says, flopping his little head around. Where's the evil guy? Looks around a little bit. The world has turned sideways, and I'm not sure why. It has! That's what happened! And he looks around again. We can talk about this after snacks. (laughs) Okay. I think they really want us to have snacks. Do we trust snacks? The snacks have already been fine. We're going to eat pillows. No. Insight check. Insight check. It is... 18. 18. As you step forward and stare into the face of this goblin that stands your height, uh, it kind of shakes its head back and forth and goes, I am the first. The magic of this tent has allowed me to speak. Cool. And repeats the very first line that you had heard, and at that moment you go, 
This reminds me of a child's plaything that only has a few phrases to it. The magic imbued in them only have three or four. Usually with a pull string or something on the back. <laughs> Welcome to Jumanji. Welcome to Jumanji. <laughs> All right, well, folks, I, I think it might just be best if we have a snack. Okay. Welcome. Eat have an food. afternoon snack. Enjoy yourselves, he says. Yes, thank you, Your Majesty. Oh, pillow. Yeah, sit down. As you sit down, uh, a couple goblins without the mouths come up mm-hmm. with uh, a few trays. One has a couple cookies and fruits on it. Another has uh, a few salty snacks. They do bring up another tray between three of them and lift it up and set it down. There's milk, there's wine, and there's beer. They seem to have all sorts of drinks and snacks for you. Hmm. I take a cookie and I smell it. In true female fashion. Do you want to roll an investigation <laughs> yes. check? Smell on check. It? I, I will roll a smell check. Oh, that's a nat 20. I want to know every undertone, overtone. <laughs> instant you smell this cookie, your nose wrinkles up. And it doesn't smell like grandma's home-baked cookie you were expecting. It smells like a cookie that's been sitting in the jar for months on end. And you look at it, and it's dry and crumbly with a little bit of green mold growing on this one. Guys, it's moldy. I, like, put it to my mouth and then, like, crumble it and put it under the, me and the table. I feel like about my the time pan? say that, I probably already have a glass of wine to my lips. The, the glass of wine, as you get it close to your mouth, smells exactly yeah. like wine that you'd expect. It ages well regardless. Yeah. Well... I don't know about the rest of you, but this vintage is actually rather exquisite. I mean, and I'm going to have my staff and just keep drinking my wine. Oh, as, I'm as drinking that milk. As you're drinking the wine, as you're drinking the milk, <laughs> you take a big slurp of it, and it tastes perfectly fine. Uh, just like a uh, grade A vitamin D, uh, <laughs> nice and creamy milk. From the ultimate oh, dairy. Or is this whole milk? I say, is that whole Yeah. Uh, whole milk. Whole so milk. it leaves a nice mustache. Uh, it's not Chunky Penguin, Witch Doctor, but we did get a donation from the real POTUS, and here Dragons hey. does a $5 donation and draws a random mild. scroll out of the box for mild magic. M I L D magic. This is the scroll that we have drawn, and its effects are. <laughs> I have a Wookiee and two drummers. It's 2% milk and 95% chunk. Uh, This one is the deity of luck has struck and the DM gains immediate disadvantage. So next time I roll, I have disadvantage. And you all have re-rolls. I feel like that's POTUS's favorite scroll. It's POTUS's favorite scroll. Somehow he gets that one. I've just got to remove it. Um, No, put it back in. Right with the other ones. Grab one of the other. No, this is it. This is it. Uh, no, no, cool. Finished. It goes back in. Like, there's no, no, no. it's the thing. <laughs> Anyone else taking a snack or a drink? Are there brownies? There are brownies. I want a brownie. You pick up the this brownie. Jeez, Garth, you like? Hey, this is Nathan talking, not. Uh... You pick up the brownie and it Super smells icky. delicious. You... I'm a, I'm a eat that brownie. You this, take a bite. Careful, there's no milk left. <laughs> 
There's no milk left. Uh, take, it all over me. You, you take a bite as uh, your new friend is just finishing pouring the milk all over himself. The mage hand with a strong grip and uh, his real hand with the other strong grip. And he's just like opening his mouth and it's pouring down on either side. He's, he's managing to hit his mouth with most of it. And you're halfway through the brownie and you realize that while the brownie is great, it would go well with a glass of milk which you cannot have at this point. No! <laughs> Pays to be quick to the milk! <laughs> uh, I mean, the wine's actually pretty good wait, as well. Hold up. How much milk did he just drink in how short of a time, and does it require a constitution check? Uh, he he yeah. missed his mouth for two-thirds of, of it. it. Yeah. Uh, okay. It was uh, about... Three pints worth, so he he got about a pint of milk in. He's gonna stink. I need a lot of calcium. Trying to regrow an arm. <laughs> yes, yes, that's it. Um, all right. Anyone else taking snacks or indulging in the mess that is now all over the table and the floor? No. Um, I say to Valari, the, the brownies are great! I'm probably gonna, because I assume I probably sat down with my staff, so I had staff and wine, but now I'm gonna like lean the staff on the table and take out my pipe and just have a little smoke and a little wine. Because this is suddenly not the worst thing ever. The worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. And Ari, do you grab another snack after, or are you good? Heck no, tech now. I have been thoroughly repulsed. You've been thoroughly repulsed. Uh, The doggo is on the ground, eating up some of the crumbs, and uh, cautiously sniffing the crumbles that Ari had left underneath. Um, He nibbles a little bit and shakes his head and then goes and laps up some of the milk before it soaks into the pillow floor. Oh, Uh, that's so nasty. Milk pillows? Yeah. You can squeeze them again. (laughs) Uh, It's it's not his first rodeo at getting milk back out of pillows, apparently. (laughs) Shape water, shape milk, shape beer, whatever it may be. There you go. You could shape that milk right out of the pillows. Mm. (laughs) Man. Uh, A portal appears and takes Kreslin away immediately. (laughs) <laughs> it's probably, That's fair. probably that a good myself. thing Draclin is in here <laughs> oh I, I messaged Draclin and said he wasn't going to be excited about this one and I was fine <laughs> uh, as, as you are uh, enjoying your snacks uh, you think you hear a muffled scream come from behind the tent um uh, and then moments later, the one part of the tent splits open, and this tall blanket ghost billows through. You see no legs underneath. It turns and comes straight at you all, and you hear the muffled scream again, but much louder, emanating from this blanket ghost. And it raises up two seeming hands under this blanket. Uh, and yes, it does look just like the five-year-old ghost 
Halloween costume, uh, except instead of holes cut in for eyes and mouth, they're drawn on, and the eyes are almost like dripping down the face. Raccoon uh, eyes? The, the mouth seems to have some fangs and more of an evil look than just like a happy old ghost. What color is it? It is a off-white blanket. Does it smell bad? You're not close enough to it to get a smell. How it. far away are we? Uh, it is about 25 feet out. Most of you are on one side of the table. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I believe Kreslin is on the back side, and he's finishing pouring the milk over himself uh, and doesn't realize a new friend has joined. So because everything seems so silly to me, I'm going to pull out two of the silliest things I've found lately. Okay. And I'm going to shake the gourd while looking at the ghost. Uh-huh. And then, am I there? Uh, so this gourd rattles, and as it rattles, you feel, you look up and you look at the ghost and you feel yourself, like, move through space. Um, and the gourd stops rattling as you move through space and you stop right in front of this ghost and you're within inches of it. Okay, I'm just going to take a step or two back mm-hmm. and I'm going to use that wand. Which one? The wand I found at the... Firework! Oh, the firework <laughs> wand. Uh, and I'm going to go... Fire is great, fire is fun. Sparks shoot out and hit this ghost. Uh, as they hit, um, it catches a small bit of... Uh, oh, there it goes. You did four points of damage, and it catches a small bit of uh, like the shoulder area of this creature on fire. Uh, that ghost is on fire. Now you hear, now you hear <laughs> a big screech that emanates from all edges of the tent. <clears throat> and I need everyone nope. to roll initiative. I think nope. I angered it more, you guys. Uh-huh. Someone made it worse. Oh. Why do I try? Uh, we're, we're going to go down alphabetical order. Ari. 25. 25, wow. Kreslin. Seven. Seven. Hey, you did better. Better yeah. than five. Garth? Can't do worse. <laughs> Seven. Seven? All right. Rumil? Roll off. Twelve. Same. Thirteen. Thirteen. Second again. (laughs) Do Kresslin and I need to roll off? Uh, No. What will happen is it goes off of dexterity, I believe, here. Um, You do need to let me know who has... What dexterity? Because I don't have those numbers right in front of me. Plus three. Plus three? Plus four. Kreslin is first. Oh. How do you have a plus four with one arm? You let me build this character. That's true. That's my own fault. He's he's plus, he's actually plus eights and everything. I know it's impossible, but somehow he just wrote that number in and it worked. The beauty of guest character. You can be whatever what. (laughs) All right. Uh, Ari, you're, you're sitting there. And you see Valari launch forward at this thing um, and do her little sparky magic. You're on the other side of the table. This thing is about 25 feet out, but you have about 8 feet of table to get around before you can move towards it. Hmm. Um. Okay. 
Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Rumiel and Kreslin, you have your backs towards it, but you saw Valari had rocketed past, and you heard the screech. Well, I was going to say, upon hearing the screech, I'm imagining I'm probably setting down the glass, grabbing staff in hand, and going, like, I imagine I'd probably react to are, that. Are you initially. setting it down or finishing it off and setting it down? <laughs> the latter. Okay, well, that's the Rumiel we know. Yeah. Okay, and the Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I will... I'm going to take the dash action. All right, so you're able to do double your move so I'm speed. Gonna... Run around the table. Yep. So it's about 40-ish feet by the time you add it all together to get to it. Okay, cool. And then with my charger action, I'm going to use that my bonus attack to take a swing. All right. Hmm. Does a nine do much? No, it does not. No, afraid so of. You, you have a re-roll. I do have a re-roll. You have a re-roll. All right. First re-roll being used. Here we go. Use it up. Come on, come on. <sighs> big money, big money. Okay, that's B- better. It's bigger uh, money. 18. 18. That does hit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> These dice are done. Um, it does seven points of damage. So you charge full force at this thing and try to come down on it, and it just kind of goes... Clink! Right up against... Uh, it goes poof right up against... You, you do a little bit of damage. Poof? Wait, what? Poof. poof. It goes poof. It goes poof. poof. No, Wait, it doesn't poof. ghost poops? A poof the, falls no. right on the poof floor. with an F. Are they pillow? <laughs> Wait, is it health or help? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna roll for... Uh, We're beyond health. <laughs> I, I take 11 points of psychic damage as... The DM. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Uh, players. Boof. Boof. Thank you. Thank you, chat, for saving me. It was right there. Thank you. Oh. Chat, I need you. Uh, I've got a earpiece here to hear my players. I need chat in this ear to just give them right. lines. Come on. <laughs> so as you, as you hit it, you notice that the, the blanket does kind of... Oh, I'm so in. sorry. I get to add five points of damage with my charge. Oh, oh, okay. I That's forgot good. that that was a whole perk. Right. Five more. So as you've you've run into it and slashed down it, more the of a loop now does kind of <laughs> cave in a bit more, as if there is nothing underneath holding it. Uh, but it does come back to shape. Weird. If this yeah. were a cow, it'd be a moof. <laughs> oh man, Nathan, uh, you <sighs> dad joke central. You, it, it wasn't even there. You, like, went out of your way to go to it. Yes, I did. Yeah. Valari. <laughs> this is uh, what a... Two years what of is it. the light in the tent? Like, is it dim? Is it dark? Is it... It's fairly bright at the moment. Bright? Mm-hmm. Where's the light? Where's the light? sunlight? Everywhere outside of the tent, and it's coming in the front of yeah. the tent. At the very back, it's, it's not even... Oh, because the flap is on the top now? So that's where the light is? No, the light comes from all edges of Linus. You don't see a sun, but you just see light emanating from all sides of this Wait. environment. Okay. Right. I've never noticed that before. Um, Weird. Hmm. So while she's thinking, Jared, does that mean that like trees don't have shadows? The trees had like a, a light How shadow under work? almost like cartoon character shadow. Okay. 
Because I'm, I'm like, yeah, what's coming from the sides? Like, where, where would the shadow be? There really isn't one. Gotcha. You barely cast a shadow, just a small circle underneath you. It's a circle? <laughs> small. It's cartoon land. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> well, pillow fort land. So she just hit it. What did I see when she hit it? You see that it caved in on itself a little bit as if there's almost nothing underneath, but it comes back out as if there is something underneath. So it's like it's uh, almost an anamorphous blob of goo under because it Light comes it up. back out. And so it burned when I hit it with the wand. It caught a little bit, yes. Okay, so I guess I'll go with Firebolt. Mm-hmm. Get it. Um, okay, so I I've guess been I avoiding hold. fire this whole time. But this isn't attached to the ground. Oh, okay. Um, that's not It's a 10. It's a 10. Um, do you want to re-roll, or do you want to save that? I'll save that. All right. Because um. I can use my meta magic and cast it again. Yay! With Tides of Chaos. Um, no, with my meta magic, I can quicken it, and if a spell has a casting time of one action, I can cast it as a bonus action, so I can cast Firebolt again. You can only cast it as a bonus action if you have a cantrip for your main. Well, that was a cantrip. It is a cantrip. Well, it is a cantrip. So I can cantrip it twice, right? There you go. You can, you can cantrip a cantrip. There you go. Okay. Rolled! Um, so I'll roll again. Let's trip. Trip, trip, cantrip, cantrip. Maybe is a soft twenty hits. <laughs> um, so that does two d tens. Two d tens. Wow. Wow. Wait, on a cantrip? Level six cantrip, baby. Oh no, I forgot. And that's a nine. Nine points of damage. Uh, it does catch a little bit in the same spot and grow up as the firebolt that you basically place your hand right on the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it grows a nice burn mark up the side, but it doesn't stay. So it smokes a little bit and leaves some scorching. Um, no sound is made from the creature. Uh, Astro comes running in and jumps up, and he grabs the edge of this blanket. <laughs> oh, he's gonna have a it point. was Mr. Jenkins! And he, he starts <laughs> to tug on it, but can't get a nice bite, and slips off and drops right next to you. Uh, Silent. So we have a donation right now. Quick, we'll get to it. Uh, Silent, if you could, in chat, let us know which player gets the re-roll, or DM. Uh, uh, we currently have... He's already specified. Oh, I oh. missed it. He really? says, re-roll to the DM, take the Milk Wizard's other arm. Yeah. <laughs> re-roll to me. Perfect. That hurts Thank me on my you. insides. <laughs> take the Milk the Wizard's message. other arm. I didn't see the message. Thank you for getting that for us. Um, cool. Uh, so Astro did attack. Um, we'll go to Rumiel. Okay. Um... I'm imagining, like, I'd like to run up to it, but we already have two people in front of this thing, yeah? You do. So it's going to start getting pretty crowded there. Mm-hmm. Um, is Would there be room for another person? 
Yeah, I mean, you can get around the edges. You've got two okay. people kind of at the front. You can get around, like, the back edge if you want to keep surrounding the thing. Um, then, instead of trying to throw some fire at this thing, because I'm still not, uh, still know about that, um, I'm going to cast Shillelagh on my staff. So, as I'm running, kind of give it a little jerk, and it, like, <laughs> uh, and becomes magical. And I will take a swing with it All right. at said ghost. At or said ghost. All at right. said floating sheet. At floating sheet creature. Uh, this is a that is a twenty two. A twenty two that does hit. All right. Do you yell "oh sheet" as you hit it? <laughs> if only I had come up with that sooner. Um, that is a you didn't come up with it at all. <laughs> Call out immediately. Oh well. What? Don't worry. You didn't come up with it at all. No, I didn't. So if only I never mind. Five right. points damage. So what is your total for damage then, sir? Five. Five. You swing with all of your might and just kind of hits the sheet and goes fwack. And then you pull back as it ripples and the breeze fills with yep. it. Uh, we get to Kreslin. So first things first, uh, I've read about things like banshee whales and whatnot, and this scream concerns me a little bit. So can I either investigation or arcana on... On the the crying specifically, or the yeah, screaming whale. specifically, which would you rather? Uh, Arcana's better. All right, let's do this. What's your Arcana? Soft twenty. Soft twenty. Uh, you realize that this doesn't sound like the banshee whales that you've read about. It almost sounded uh, more like a, a sobbing, um, someone who is alone and scared. Okay. Um, and then the other problem I've run into, were I to use my sling, mm-hmm. the rocks here are made of pillows, aren't they? They are. You don't happen to have any rocks in your pack, do you? No. Do you have any small <laughs> objects like a dagger or a can of tuna? Or <laughs> I mean, we have I've seventeen cans of tuna. <laughs> seventeen cans of tuna. All right. <laughs> Uh, I will try. I will try uh, chill touch again on it. Chill touch, perfect. Twenty two. Twenty two. That just hit. That just hits. So, if no, mine. I rolled twenty two. So I'm saying if his doesn't, I mean. That one. Does well, I rolled not. twenty. So. Fair. Yes, you did have a soft. So this hand comes out of nowhere and grabs onto the shoulder of this creature um, and you see some frost grow out of the fingertips and it does necrotic damage for 1d8 so what is your damage there sir it's actually 2d8 because I'm level 5 oh, well, 2D8. Mm-hmm. oh yeah 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 2D8 yeah. Level five. for 15 damage sir 15 points of necrotic damage holy cow You've done Surprise. good on that. So 15 points of necrotic damage, and the hand grips on to the shoulder and stays right there. Uh, we go down to Garth. 
Um, I guess everybody's been casting fire things, so I'm going to cast a fire bolt. Because apparently it's allowed now. <laughs> apparently it's allowed now. Uh, By everyone, yeah. you mean Valari. But uh, right now, because Firebolt has to travel in a line, you're going mm-hmm. to either hit Ari or Valari in the back of the head. Uh, the thing has three quarters cover, just so you're aware. Does that put me at disadvantage? I already threw the dice in the thing. <laughs> <laughs> It would give, I believe, plus to AC. Plus to AC. I'll so, take them odds. All right. Because I already threw the dice. All right. <laughs> okay. What, what is your And it's a here, 19 sir? on the dice plus 6. 25. Get that it. does hit with the plus to AC. Yes. I knew it was. I'm a divination wizard. <laughs> uh, you actually twirl this fireball right between the two ladies of your party. It doesn't actually catch any of their fabric, but hits right in, like, the abdomen section of uh, this ghost and leaves a scorch mark. What is your damage for that perfect shot? That would be four. Four (laughs) points of damage. It leaves a small scorch mark as you try really hard not to hit your companions. Uh, So you didn't give your full oomph to what you expected. I rolled a two on both the tens at the same time. Oh, that hurts. One. Or doesn't. At least they want yeah. one. Ouch. Um, at this point, you do hear a bit of a cackle come from oh my. this creature. So Excuse me? Oh my. Uh, it... Oh my. Oh my. Because <laughs> we all do our George to come. <laughs> George Takai, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Uh, so out shoots two ghost-like harpoons, one from each arm, uh, and it grabs at um, Kreslin and Garth. Kreslin, it hits for a twenty-one, and Garth. Uh-oh. It hits for a 17. Um. Yep. That'll hit. Shield! You're going to use shield, huh? Yeah! Yeah? Mine won't be enough. (laughs) It's okay. I'm fine. (laughs) Well, then I won't heal you with my next turn. Kreslin? Wait, hold up. Says the necromancer? (laughs) It's called life transference. Okay. Kreslin, you take no damage, but this harpoon turns into a strand of yarn that solidifies back into the ghost, uh, and you are grappled. I'll say grappled? Oh, by this, I don't like this! By it's this yarn. Your new favorite thing. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I gotta stop my casters! They can't move their hands! If the Some casters of us move their hands... To be fair... To be fair, he's only got one to begin with. Uh, Hand. Hand. Uh, So it does that, and it takes the turn for the round. As there's a handful of you right up next to this creature, uh, I need 
everyone else to roll a wisdom saving throw, please. Wisdom. Like everybody? Wisdom. Uh, no, everybody who ran up and hit that. So not Kreslin and not Garth. Ha! Ooh, oh, that's not good. 15 for Ari. All right. 15 for Ari? Mm-hmm. Rumiel? Uh, 19 for Rumiel. 19 for Rumiel? I got 12. 12 for Valari? <laughs> and... I didn't say Doggo got a 14. Uh, Valari? Yeah. You take 10 points of psychic damage. <laughs> and so does little Astro. What? <laughs> what? You hear a yelp from the doggo as he crunches down. Uh, um, somebody do something for him because he's about to die. Now, goes back to the top of the turn order with Ari. Yep. Um, I got my longsword. We're gonna keep on keeping on. Gonna keep on, keep, keep on, on taking keep a swing. On, keep on slashing all through uh, the 17. night. Seventeen. Seventeen. Hits. Cool. That'll be nine points of damage. And then with my second, uh, that will also hit. That's a 22. Two. So damage on that one. And yeah, Penguin Witch Doctor, the color all washed out. Oh, that is an eight. 14 points of damage. <laughs> Nathan's laughing because I count on my fingers. (laughs) 14 plus the original 7, or is it 21 total? Uh, I just rolled 14 plus the original, so yeah, 21. So you slice twice at this thing, and they make nice little thwops, but you see some threading. What was that? How do you get a plus 6 to your longsword? It's a fighter thing. It's a fighter thing. Oh, okay, cool, awesome. That's fantastic. So you, I took a you're doing math in my head. I'm like, how does that? That doesn't matter. How can that? Math. Uh, you do see like some threads do. fray as you make a couple slices with your amazing longsword, and Rumiel cocks his head to the side as he tries to math it out, and we go into a moment yeah, right. where numbers fly around his head. Um, I need to sharpen my sword. <laughs> Rumiel looks like, was it from Stranger Things? Right. Uh, Penguin Witch Doctor, I did not use Kool-Aid. It was some random, like, color-infusing mask. We're not talking here now. But, uh, mm. yeah, I don't remember the brand. But it was it was fun. I'm going to go purple myself. Do it! I'm going to purple. <laughs> what uh, else do we have to do? Sorry, so carry it on. Looks, it looks like we had... Um, some resubs. Thank you very much. I can't read the name here. Uh, yeah, it doesn't show up here. Jared, if we you had, want to call that out. We had Penguin Penguin I do, but I may have had a stroke. Penguin Witch Doctor resubbed uh, for the third month in the row. 18 total months. Uh, and we also got a follow from Monsieur Jolo. Wow. Very fancy. Sure. Thank you. Well, Thank you, guys. Uh, cool. So, this is where I give a nice little fun uh, spin DM moment. It is actually the enemy's turn. Um, <clears throat> I have been building action-oriented enemies, meaning each turn they do something special and different. Um, 
So this like, one, this one waited to take its turn on the first turn order last. Now it actually rolled wonderfully, so it has a 16, and it takes its turn in order at this point. Uh oh! So interesting. Action oriented, okay. just as uh, Here Be Dragons is a fun learning show. Uh, the DM. And players are all uh, learning together and teaching one another and teaching the audience. Uh, Action-oriented is another approach to make um, monsters feel a bit more real. Instead of turn by turn, uh, they do the same old, same olds. Um, there's a few things that happen. Um, some of its wonderful, fun powers are removed in favor of turn additions. Uh, meaning action-oriented gives me the ability to make the monster feel a little bit more uh, alive and human-esque. Because um, sometimes we get into these um, wonderful battles where it's the same old, same old every turn. Magic missile, magic missile, magic missile, I'm out of mana. Um, wait, not mana. Oh, uh, he's been playing magic. too much of a specific video no. game. <laughs> no. Magic gathering. Yeah. No, I was just thinking of the LARPer. Oh. Magic missile, magic missile. Oh, that'll do too, uh, yes. Yeah, so... Each turn, some of my big monsters get to do different things. So that's why uh, it's his turn now. <laughs> my question is, is if we're educational, does it count if parents just want to have kids stream our show for homeschooling? Yes. Sure. I don't think... Sure. There's, there's math, there's storytelling, there's uh, history checks, uh, mm -hmm. there's even a little bit of alchemy. We have home ec with the pillow talk. We have home ec. <laughs> um, <laughs> Depending on what episode it is, there might be some cooking. Uh, Depending on what episode it is, Valari might teach these kids extra words. So, okay. <laughs> I was thinking it. I didn't want to say it. No, I'm very. I'm like, no, we cannot be rated friendly. Like, with Valari, right, kids, we're teaching you four-letter words today. Yeah, it's. I think this is great. Great for all okay. ages. What's what the monster fortes. doing? The monster. Yeah, what's up? Pulls Kreslin in no. 30 feet, which brings him right up next to this too many feet. That's, uh, too many. that's too many feet. Throws a harpoon out again at our dear, wonderful wizard in the back. Are you gonna... I still have my shield up. You still have Just your shield to... up? It, it goes until my turn. Uh, does a nat 20 do anything to your shield? Nope. Perfect. Nope. My shield is null and void to those. Null and void to those. Well, there was my nat 20, but uh, I'll get a reroll one of these days. Well, I already no, have one. No, you do hit. You do, you definitely hit. Oh, perfect. Also, you do have a reroll just to... I know, I know. I'll get more rerolls one of these days. Dang it. Should have uh, used a... You take no damage, but a, a strand of yarn wraps around you and holds you... Tight. You two no. are grappled. Uh, at this point, the turn is over for this creature. Valari. Okay, so would I know how badly Astro was hit? You wouldn't know how badly, but you felt the pain and you heard him yelp, so you believe that uh, Astro might be hurting. Okay, so I figure I would, like, freak out. And you need to roll on your wild magic table. Probably. Yep. Being in battle and yep. it hasn't... Okay. Wild magic causes a surge here as you lose your temper. I'm still far away. 
It's a 12. A 12? Oh. Unicorn? A 12. Unicorn? We can really <laughs> U- Unicorn, please. <laughs> I was whispering it in his ear all night. I was like, Unicorn. Bring up a unicorn. <laughs> uh, Get that page up here, unicorn. Is it? Is it? Is it? Um. Roll a d10. A 10. Yeah. 10 uniforms? That I mean, uniforms? Me not 10 uniforms. 10 unicorns. <laughs> I would settle for one and for my dog not to die. Um, it's a seven. A seven? I think she's rolling. You grow three feet taller. Ooh. Gain Ooh. plus one to your melee attacks. Perfect. Oh, dang! So, so you, you mildly hulk out as you get angry. Plus here. one to hit, hit or plus and damage. Okay. Nice. Okay. So I will, um, because I'm probably pretty pissed with this ghost right now. Yeah. Matic War, level three. Start with my dagger. You're gonna attack with your dagger. Please roll the hit. Um, Valari smash. Yes, here it comes. It is a sixteen. Total with your plus one and your yeah. Let's see. This is the close one. It does hit. Oh. Perfect. So I'm going to roll the damage for that. Yep. Three, four. Four total. So you slice across the the face of uh, this ghost. Do you tear some of the fibers up? Cool. So now with my feet, I'm going to use my special bell crossbow. And shoot it. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> so you put the crossbow square up against its face. Um, but I'm going to use my reroll. Alright. One more reroll down on the player's side. That's better. Um, that is a 19. Hits. There it is. Please uh, roll your damage here. Um, and that's a f- an 8. Sorry. Okay. Plus four brings that to... S- wait. Plus three. No. Math. Two plus one plus four. Not melee. It's not it a melee attack. It's not yeah, it's melee. Not. Oh, so it would only get the other yeah. person. So it would be six instead of seven. Six points of damage. As you fire this shot, uh, mm. it blows a small hole through the face and the backside, and you pull the the crossbow down and you see right through this hole. There's no, there's like nothing underneath. Well, oh. I feel um, like I knew it already. Astro's turn and he stands up and turns around and his fur glows blue and he teleports down to the far end of the table and jumps up and goes Marf, 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 and like lets out little angry barks but from a distance it's just so tiny uh, as he's just really angry at this thing and he's standing back not knowing what had hit him uh, it is Rumil's turn dang it dog why did you have to leave okay <laughs> he's almost dead 
Yes. I'm trying to heal him. But he could have not been, but that's fine. Whatever. Um, I think in any case, I'm still going to um, cast this. So to start um, seeing like some of my party taking some buffets, yep. um, I'm going to um, kind of turn and cast a healing spirit amongst my party. So is the it, it, it's now a pillow turtle? A pillow turtle. The turtle is back, but it's made of pillows. Um, and so I'm just double checking this when it happens. Uh, checking that turn, starts its turn there. Okay, so it'll be at the start of their turn. They will take um, healing. Perfect. At the start of each so, player's turn, who's near it, within, what, five feet, I believe? Five foot cube, yeah. Yep. Uh, they will take healing. Players only. Uh, the Cadence, thank you for your donation. Uh, Jared, if there's any note with that, can read it out. Hashtag wizards rule, scroll, then a re-roll to Garth. Re-roll yeah! to Garth? Yeah! Go. Scroll. <laughs> so, that was a $5 and a $10 combined here. We have... Bye. This beautiful scroll. Let's see what it is. Wizards rule. DM's rule. Oh, perfect. It's the opposite one. DM gains immediate advantage. So they cancel each other out? No, I rolled disadvantage (laughs) last time. Thank you, uh, Wizards and DM's rule, apparently. Uh, Yikes. All right. Yalsa. Yalsa. Perfect. Thank you for that uh, immediate advantage. Uh, Rumil had cast healing, uh, so it does mm-hmm. go to Kreslin's turn. Uh, that's a bonus action. Bonus action. Oh, there's more. So I'm actually still with my magic weapon. I'm going to take another swing. But I'll wait, take we this. take a swing and... <laughs> Bing! Uh, 17. It's... Nice. What is your damage? Oh, make sure that one gets shredded, Tink. Tink's got a job. Uh, uh, nine. Nine points of damage. Uh, as you hit, this thing makes a louder thwack and a bit yes, of... Yes, I get a loud thwack. A bit of air puffs out of the hole in Valari's face, and you see her hood kind of slide back. No, no. Showing the missing Nothing. hair. Oh, the missing hair. Horns. Oh, no. uh, right now. Girls going buzzed for a quarantine, so there it is. You're in vogue. Is that really happening? Yeah. Really? Oh man. What? I saw it on Instagram. Yeah, it's gotta be true. Uh it's gotta be true. <laughs> Photoshop and filters can't do that. Um and that is your turn, correct? Sir? I got it. Yeah. Kreslin, you are pulled in amongst this group, grappled, <clears throat> but uh you get health back if you need it. I don't need the health. My need is then like you are at full hit points still. Yeah, because that the, the harpoon didn't damage; it just kind of gotcha. It, it, legitimately, I am out of this fight currently. Uh, okay. The the Wait, only uh, spell I have that doesn't have a somatic component is cause fear, and undead are immune. So I guess I'm going to try and break the grapple. Break the grapple with all yeah. of your massive amounts of strength. Here we go. Yes. Is that with one, one arm. arm. One arm strength grapple break action go. <laughs> I don't think it's just a, a strength check, right? Strength check, yes. 
I don't think a 12 is going to do it, is it? No. So I'm going to go ahead and utilize the re-roll from Perfect. Sarah BC1. There it is. Thank you, Sarah BC1. I dropped it on the floor. That's worse. <laughs> oh, no. I just, I scr- <laughs> this is not a fun pillow. <laughs> the feet kicking in the air. <laughs> Uh, Help me. <laughs> uh, Garth, it is your turn. Um, well, I do have a spell that I know that's only verbal. And I didn't prepare it. Oh. <laughs> so. Break the grapple. I'm going to break the grapple. <laughs> All right, break the grapple. Well, here we go. That's probably not going to do it with a total of six, so I'm going to use a re-roll. There you Perfect. go. Thank you. Helping out. That's probably not going to do it with an eight, so I'm going to use my other re-roll. <laughs> and all of your re-rolls are gone. Are you free? I, that's a ten. <laughs> I, I mean, if you have three more re-rolls, you might make it. Because you go 12, 14, and then 16 would get you... Uh... Ouch. Uh, we thank you for the rerolls. Um, sorry, the dice actually don't help out. Uh, it does make the story great, as now there's two little wizards kicking their feet in the air and screaming out about this mess uh-huh. that they're in. Um, two little wizard halflings. Two little halfling oh, yeah. wizards. <laughs> I've got. Wait, 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 wait. Cadence is never giving you another reroll. Uh, sorry. <laughs> If I was eight, look, here's the thing is, my strength is minus one. So this was already a bad situation. (laughs) What what I'm going to try to do, I don't think it's going to work. And if she doesn't, um, if it doesn't work, I think that's also okay. Um, Oh. uh, My arms, where are they pinned? Uh, At your sides. Darn. In all my... Like, yeah, moving around. Did I get any of my hands near my belt buckle? No. You're like pinned at the sides, and if you would have rolled a 14 of the 15 strength check, I might have allowed it, but no, you, you need two more rerolls for that. <laughs> then I. Did you numbers? Uh, I guess I could burn numbers, but. You gonna burn a port number on this? Wait! I've got lucky. (laughs) 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 Trapped. Garth can't anymore. (laughs) It's from having tried to get out of the cracking grapple all morning, and now. Oh man. That that was quite a strong ale you guys had back at the inn. Um, Oh goodness. (laughs) Two two little halfling wizards flailing about in these yarn-captured states. Toes kicking. Um, wow. This is, this is perfect. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that then brings us to top of the turn order with Ari. I get some healing points, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let me double check it. I think I know what it is, but I just want to... I think it's a six... Yes. yes, it is. Okay. <clears throat> oh, no. One? Three again? Yes. I think it's just a D6. Yep, just a D6. Yep. 
Yo, you get one! Woohoo! Glad I bring the second level spell slot to give one! <laughs> yeah. We're, since I haven't fully read through all of the Xanathar's changes, we're still going to let this play out. Not ending at four heals, but until ten rounds have gone by. Because... So, thank you. We, you know, since hey, we own that book, we paid for that version of the spell. Yeah. It, Book. Well, what are you gonna do? Arada be, be damned. Alright, I'm taking it. Spending a... 30 bucks to get the new book. So I can... You could just order the spells for $9.99. Actually, the Arada is released uh, for free as a PDF. Actually, it is, yeah. Perfect. Free. Free 50. Does a 24 hit? It does. So you do awesome. decide to swing at it again. I do. Thirteen points of damage. Thirteen points of damage. Woohoo! I don't know if this is doing anything. <laughs> you actually, in your swing down, tear a nice gash across where you had been swiping a few times, and it kind of frays open, and you see emptiness okay. within. Okay. Yep. Uh, and I'm going to take my second attack action, and that will be a twenty-three Three. as twenty-three. So that one so also hit. hits. That one misses completely. <laughs> and that is going to be 11 points of damage 11 points of damage, alright uh, you tear the gash open further and this ghost creature is looking near dead um, you know what, if it's looking near dead I'm going to use my action surge and just go for one more perfect it's hanging there by threads by a thread. um, that one is a 24 get it and, ooh, that's full damage. Uh, that's a 14? That's a good yep. 14. Solid. As you come down the last time, you come down square on the head, and it tears the blanket in two, and two pieces of blanket fall to the ground. Nothing inside except a bit of musty-smelling air that comes up into the nostrils of those around. Um, as, as that happens, the yarn sparkles away all the way around the two halflings being held in the air and you both drop about three or four feet. Valari oh. oh. is still towering above at, what, yeah, nine feet point. tall? Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, oh. Six, Thank ten. You. Well, no, I gained three feet, right? You gained three feet. So, oh. eight, ten. Um, we wow. Sh- I turned to Valari. Get Astro over here! Turtle! Yeah. <laughs> The pup is cowering on the table at the moment and looking around, kind of shaking. How far away I is like he? I like idols. He moved about 35 feet out. Oh. He's way down the table just kind of watching you all. Um, so I'll call to him. He takes a couple steps and then hops down and comes up to you with his ears back and his tail tucked between his legs uh, and walks up near the turtle and looks around and you see his little hair bristle a little bit, and then he stands up a little bit straighter. Uh, it is a d6, and you've used a couple rounds on there, correct? I have used only one, so one I still have nine. I'll run over two. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you want to give him... Okay, so I have nine more I can give to Ari. Yep. I have nine I can give to the little pup. Do you want to give nine or eight to Garth for that, for uh, him running? We'll give eight to Garth because he was coming out of the the tangle. 
Uh, but okay. you, get, you get eight rounds worth. So if you want to roll d6s or average them out, however you want to go. Okay, I will go... I'm, I'll roll them. Perfect. Okay. So dice. first one is... One. one but that one. one's not for me. I get the no, rest. That's two R. Okay, I get the rest. Cool. And then everyone else... Uh, I'm switching to two d6s, so um, this is for everyone. Great. Uh, five and one, so six. Right. I'm full. Two and four, so another six. Alright, perfect. So, uh, I'm back at full health, and Astro's back at full health. Okay, Nathan, how are you? I'm good. Okay, well then, if everyone's good, then I will... Um, I mean, we can we can hang out and figure out what we want, like in that time, figure out what we want to do. There were screams coming from the tent. Was that the show? I could use a milk. <laughs> I was wondering if it might be. They promised a good show, but this is. There was screaming, wasn't there? I, I, there was. I, there were non banshee type screams. Yes, for sure. I would like to go into the tent. And see what is happening around here. All right. I want answers. You want to go out yes. to the back of the tent or out one of the sides? I say we're in the tent, right? You're, you're yeah, underneath the, the canopy. Tent. You're underneath yeah. the canopy of the tent, right? It's now. like well, a, I would go in the direction that the um the go the ghost the came, came from. from. I I think that would be a uh, fantastic idea. Um, come on, and I'll signal to the turtle, and he'll like follow us. Yeah. With, granted, turtles are slow, so like he's just sliding along for every step. He's like taking like five, so he's just like. Yeah. <laughs> As, as you guys are uh, healing up and starting to walk to the back of the tent, you notice that a few of the pillow goblins uh, had been caught in some crossfire and one lays in pieces. Um, the first, however, is oh, no. sitting back against um, the, the back of the tent, his arm removed and laying next to him, and he looks at you all and his mouth flops to talk. He goes, I am the First, the magic in this tent has allowed me to speak. And he's reaching with his one attached hand into his uh, his little vest, and he pulls out a needle and looks at it, and there's a small little piece of uh, the bright blue thread that you recognize. And he sees that there's only a small piece left, and he puts his head down as... He can't reattach his arm with only a small piece. Is there more thread, my man? Do you need help? <laughs> he, he looks at all of you. Welcome. Have an afternoon snack and enjoy yourselves. And I'm going. He looks around and... Hold on, there might be more milk. ...puts his head down. Um, <laughs> as you... Pull open the the back drapery of this tent. There's one pillow goblin standing there, and he's just got a tray that's got a couple brownie bites and a couple little uh, dried meat morsels and a small bottle of milk. And he's standing there shaking and looking around, and the milk is splashing across the tray. Don't waste it, you fool! <laughs> says the, the soaked little wizard who smells of warm milk now. 
thread? Where is their thread, man? He he shakes and looks around and kind of pulls his shoulders up as if he doesn't know where any excess thread is. Um, and then set and like puts the tray out and pulls a little bit on a thread of of his that's sticking out. Down. Um, you could take it from the pillows and where then I'm standing. He, on. he points his stubby little hand inside and looks at one of the exploded goblins uh, that has some thread sticking out around some of the seams. Yes, of course. I'm we gonna go like up to one of those. The goblins. Yeah, <laughs> they're dead. Some pillows. <laughs> Let their death mean something. I start pulling out some of the thread and I like just run my hand over the button eyes. And realize, oh, right, that's probably just, okay. Uh, and then I, like, pull out some thread and I go over to the king and I, like, present it to him. Oh, when you do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as, as you present it to him, he puts his head down and holds the, the needle up for you to thread it through the eye. Okay. I, I do? You thread it through the eye and the king... The first goblin there uh, scoops up the the arm with the needle and starts sewing it on himself as this is not his first war wound. And he nods his head at you, and he looks and goes, The world has turned sideways. I'm not sure why. A phrase you've already heard him say. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is there a... Have you noticed a source that you could point us to? He looks out the door, and the pillow goblin that had the the treats is standing there and puts his little stubby arm up over his shoulder, and you see that there seems to be a a hole or something that has uh, dropped down into the pillow earth, as it may be. Uh, A large hole, not just like a small well, but uh, something that is closer to about 30 feet in diameter, with a staircase running out along the outside of this hole that drops down. Does this look like the one that was in the middle of town? Mildly. We just okay. town with a big sinkhole. Why, why are there always sinkholes now? <laughs> well, let's go. Yes, no time to waste. Sword and shield, run into the edge of the stairs to see what we see. Stairs? Kreslin, what's going on? Yeah, there's stairs going around. Wasn't the screaming from up here? It was the banshee. Uh, the not banshee. No, what Man- specifically? <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> well, I, 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 when we when we busted the back of the tent, like there was, I don't know that there was anything other than the small goblin. There was there. I'm showing that off my shirt. That would have hinted. At I like a girl. Some- <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Wow, my players are out of control. Uh, no, um, there was the small goblin as if he was walking back in with treats. Um, okay. There wasn't anything else. Uh, off to the sides, it looks like there might have been some like bus carts, the ones that you'd put dirty trays mm-hmm. on or uh, do some little like drink-making work. Okay. I'm still going to the stairs. Well, then, yeah, I don't know that there's anything for us. We, uh, this seems to be the, the path to take. As you walk to the edge and look down, the stairs seem to only be wide enough to allow uh, one person at a time, no side-by-side walking. Uh, and you look down, <clears throat> the pit's about 60 feet down. 
and it seems like there's a small fluff pile in the center as if uh, there were some other creatures or scenery dismembered and torn apart. How, how soft oh, are the pillows God. that we've been walking on? Um, they, <laughs> they give a nice like back pressure as you step, but as you recall pulling them up and out, um, they were fluffy when you pulled them out, so they're pretty soft. Can I do an intelligence check or something in For that, no, uh, or I to just jump into the not magical portal? Sure. Would the pillows sure. support me? Let's, Let's do this. Oh, this is a great idea. <laughs> what? Well, one on the die. It's the best idea. It's a one on the die. Uh, you you go. Yeah, it'll it'll hold me just fine. Yeah, how would you leap. how would you like to do this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> just. I would run forth and as, as Ari stand at the edge, like cautiously into the portal. Uh, <laughs> How deep is the hole? About 60 feet down. 60 He's just kind of Leroy Jenkins it. Um, as you jump, you have your one arm reaching out and the other one just kind of flailing at it like at your side. And you go like diving into this uh, pile at the bottom. You are able to land in the midst of the the pile you see from the top but when you get in it seems like shredded bits and pieces of uh, pillows there's a few buttons throughout uh, there's threads and strands like this is just a a pile of torn up mess as if like a, a dog destroyed hundreds of toys mm-hmm. and left it for you to clean up i want to yell up the the whole i found some entrails this is too good to not call out it's lucas martinez says not a band sheet it's a band sheet it's another sheet ghost. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, all right. Seeing that he's like thrown himself into the pile, I'm going to like run down the stairs just to make sure if there are any enemies that he doesn't get. All right. I'm going to need you to make a dexterity uh, check as you go down. Not a save, just a check. Question, Jared. Yeah. Do they actually have metal buttons for eyes? No, everything you've seen has been a wooden button. A wooden button? Okay. Fourteen. Fourteen. As you get about two-thirds of the way down, you yourself lose your footing, and you fall about uh, 20-ish feet into the pile near Kreslin. Um, You take no damage and just kind of fall with fluff going everywhere. I'm going to quickly stand up. Just... Can I jump into the hole, and then as I'm falling, Mm -hmm. like, 30 feet away... Like, cast Misty Step, and then just, like... Sure, you jump in, you cast Misty Step, and you uh, drop down, you lean up against the wall, uh, all nonchalant, as if you've gotten down there. Um, The the pup nervously watches you do that, and then jumps down, and you hear a little yarf as he jumps, and he goes bright blue as he's falling down the hole, and then teleports right at your feet and sits down and just looks around like he'd been there the whole time as well. Uh, it is now uh, Garth and Rumiel at the top. You see people I'm putting on my in. belt. I'm putting on my belt and I'm casting Mage Hand and flying down. <laughs> you you fly down as the belt and a button? the belt of imbued reduce shrinks you to half size and you hop onto your Mage Hand and fly it down cautiously. Um, and then, Rumiel, what did you do? I'm just going to amble down the stairs. Amble down the stairs. Because you're not taking haste, you are able to watch as they're all picking fluffs 
out of their armor and off their faces. Uh, and as you all meet down at the bottom, you see across from the bottom of the stairs on one wall a giant plush door. Uh, where a lock would be, there's a big sewn spot of yarn uh, to hold this thing shut. We're going in the door, right? Obviously. It's the only option, right? There's cool. nothing else other than dig through the fluff and play in it. If I mean, if you want to uh, spend the next uh, 45 it's been a long minutes time. of show, yeah. you can. <laughs> Roll for excitement. I, I awesome. have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as tempting as the fluff pile sounds, I'm gonna go to the door and take a swing with my sword at the yarn, right. holding it shut. Please roll to hit. I'm gonna be taking off the belt and getting out of my fly mode. Seventeen. Seventeen. You hit, and please roll for damage. Ten. Ten. So you hit, and you slice through all of the strands. There's a couple little frayed strands still holding together at this lock, but you see the, the pillow doors have a little heft to them, and they strain against uh, the remaining strands. So it's nearly open. It might take yeah. just a little bit of force to pull it. Um, as you do that, the, the little blink doggo finds a, another soft, fluffy branch and carries it over to the door, and watches and kind of peers in at your feet, wagging his tail, ready for adventure, and carrying his stick. Um, the rest of you, do you amble over? Do you dig through the pile? What do you do? I think I might investigate the pile, because it's just a Same. deep pit full of dead pillow goblins? Uh, you do dig through it, and you find a few um, torn-up faces of pillow goblins. There seems to be a larger pillow creature, um, and as you whole bits and pieces. It looks like it could have been um, a bear or a moose or something. Like, there's big pieces. Um, you do find a couple other things that look like maybe tree branches or pillow um, moose or some other bits and pieces. Uh, you do find one untorn apart pillow that looks just like one you'd find on a hotel or in bed. Uh, it does have a little dragon emblem on one edge. So this might be the magical pillow that uh, Kreslin had been looking for. No! It is, it is untorn. It is in perfect shape at the moment. Oh, oh, well, I, then I, that's my pillow. <laughs> Kreslin scoops it up and takes it with. They'll watch, and he just like shuffles past and pushes all aside. He's like, oh no, that's my pillow. <laughs> like shoulder into Garth to get him out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Spider wanted up victoriously like <laughs> Zelda, like like Legend of Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> oh and my! Laurie, do you do anything special? No, I imagine I'm still nine feet tall. Yeah, you're nine feet tall. <laughs> uh, That'll wear off in a minute or two. So we have a door we have to open. Yeah. And she was struggling with it. No, she cut through most of the the yeah, yarn. There's a couple threads holding it together loosely. Uh, yeah. So I was just getting ready to just, like, tug it open. Okay. Once everybody's... I don't want to go alone, though. <clears throat> no, that's we're, not. We're going to go through the door. Okay. Just... Right. Fit through the door being nine feet tall? I can bend my knees. <laughs> Dude, I can it it is about an eight and a half foot, nine foot tall door, <clears throat> so you'll you'll make it in with a little lean. Tall? 
The head tilt. Well, I was head like, tilt. Well, you I was like, I know how to bend my knee. It, it uh, seems like there are larger creatures here, but um, how everything got to you, that still remains a mystery. I think through the door is the only way to go. I agree. Onward! As you open the door, inside a damp, musty smell hits you again, but it seems to emanate from the whole room itself. Um, unlike the rest of the pillow world, you see that um, there's less light, and the lights that are here are small little blue glowing orbs, uh, so it is dim here, Valari. Um, and you make your way in, and a pillow goblin hobbles up, holding a staff, and he opens his mouth, and you hear, I am Secundus. The fort has given life to some of us. And he stands there and looks at you. Uh, as you as you take in his look, he's a bit more worn down, again, like some of the other not-so-favorable pillow goblins that you had encountered. Hello. Yes, we... we are the ones who have been throwing the fort open. He looks around and he goes, the heart of the pillow is strong. And he points over his shoulder and you see a big beating pillow in the center, the largest pillow you've seen, but you do see mold growing up and over it. I want that pillow! Kreslin Linus needs his heart. <laughs> but but is is the pillow sick? What does it need? The the goblin then looks around and he puts his hand at his side and shows that he's got an actual dagger and he goes Join me in creating more life. Mm, I don't like the sound of that. I'm ready my shadow blade. Alright. How would you go about that? Please describe it. Don't act it out until we've talked about it first. He pulls out the knife, and you see that it is uh, encrusted in blood as if he had used it in the past. It's not fully covered, but you see blood spots on like some of the nicks on the blade. He goes, we will rule both this world and yours. Well, that I don't, I don't love that idea, personally. You should surrender now before we have to stop you. And he, he steps back slowly and says, I am Secundus. The fort has given life yeah, to some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's gotten back on his repetition. I'm guessing he's the second one that was allowed to talk. Oh, because of Secundus. Brilliant, God. Does anybody Thank have uh, Febreze prepared? What if I, I cast oh, Febreze? Which bolt ready? On the heart pillow. What did you say, Nathan? I cast Prestidigitation on the heart pillow. And to clean it? Try to, to clean, clean it. it. As you cast Prestidigitation, uh, you attempt to clean off this mold, but... The mold moves out of the way and almost scurries around the backside. Uh oh! Living mold! Point of order, all, all mold is technically is that a alive. Thing? Yes, but moving mold isn't. 
I don't think. And as you've done that, I do need you all to now roll for initiative. Oh, roll for higher than a two. All my highest rolls go to initiative. <laughs> and you're, you're still hitting plenty. 25. 25. Just one uh, second. Yeah, you hit three in a row that last one and rolled max damage a few times. 25 again. Kreslin. Yep. Natural one, so five. <laughs> oh, man. Garth? 12. 12. Middle of the field. 16. 16. Oh, dang. Not his middle. Valari? 19. Wow, Valari likes Pillow World. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Or wants to destroy Pillow World. Pillow World likes me. Yeah, one of the two. All right. Perfect. And with that, we start our battle. Uh, just uh, a, a bit of an idea of... of yeah. The mapping here. Yep. Um, we went through these doors. It's is it like it's like a tunnel? Yeah. So you're in a cave-like structure here. There's some okay. uh, stalactite pillows hanging down. Uh, some okay. stalagmite pillows sticking up that kind of form a, a light cage around what seems to be this beating heart. Um, there's a big open area to get to it, but it's it's like a mild gate in the bottom on the top. Uh, the cavern height is about. 35 feet tall at the center. It okay. kind of it kind of domes up to that. Um, sure. The is in the center. The center is about 45 feet out from you. Um, and this goblin, Secundus, who has greeted you, is yes. now about 15 feet in front uh, of you. How, how wide is the... Tall. I was like, oh, he grew! No, no. How wide? Um, yes. From edge to edge, it's about 65 feet in a mostly circular pattern with a little bit of uh, edging. Gotcha. So it's a pretty, just a round room. It's a round room. The the big pillow heart takes up um, about a uh, 15-foot diameter in the center. Okay. Uh, So there's there's a nice little, like, path around the whole thing. Mm Mm-hmm. For clarification, this is just a really big pillow that's beating like a heart. It's not like a fluffy heart-shaped pillow that is also beating. It's not like the heart. More like a a real heart. It's like a weird shape that one might think would be closer to a heart, but not exactly. So it's a misshapen pillow beating. Great. I'm guessing I get to start? You get to start, yes. Uh, Sword and shield. I'm going to charge Secundus. For Linus! And I'll take a swing. That's critical. Boom! What? (laughs) So you're charging Secundus, alright? Uh huh. So that's automatically eight. I got a plus, I got a four on the die, plus my my six gets added once, right? Yes. Uh, So 16 points of damage. Uh, Two things things going here. Um, No, 18, sorry. Really? Penguin, Penguin Witch Doctor's got you there. Uh, Linus is a oh, living, yeah, breathing tent that... Um, well, it's a blanket. It's it's a blanket that, when thrown, turns into a pillow fort that seems tent. to be living. Um, from the outside, it's a tent. From the inside, it's a giant living world. Um, and the players have now found the heart of this thing. Um, gobshite, uh, whoever you are out in the internet... <laughs> 
Thank you for your question. I, oh, I, I know, I know. I was trying to give you a little bit of. Uh, <laughs> you was giving you a bunch of. Everyone that I was knows giving you safety <laughs> for everyone else who knows who that person is, but. I still want that pillow. Explain. Oh yes, nat twenty. Uh, nat twenty. The way here be dragons plays a nat twenty. Um, being a critical hit, we give you full base damage. So if you're supposed to roll two d eights, you get sixteen points. Then you do your roll and all of your added others. So we give you full base damage as it makes it beautiful a fun. nice big hit, which is awesome because when fun. I get to a nat twenty on my players, yeah, death and uh, so grab one of those for me. No. Oh, thank you. He used it with a crash. <laughs> used it with, yeah. Yeah, I used it with a crash. So that was 18 for the first swing. All right. And then going for my second, uh, that'll be a 22. 22. <laughs> okay. So 22 hits, yes. Oh, that is uh, 13 points of damage. No, it's 14. 14 points of damage. 14 points of damage. You're doing the math over and over. And you forget. The numbers are different every time. You slice across Secundus that you tear up uh, the robing that he has on. And you see that he's got mold growing up the side. uh, And he's fairly well more infected than the other ones were. Oh. Yeah. All right. It is Valari and Astro's turn. Cool, cool. Um, so I'm cool. gonna run around the heart because I'm okay. gonna go to the mold. All right. Um, so how far away was I? Uh, you were about forty-five feet from the dead center of the room. If you were to run out and around, you could probably get. If you're at the six o'clock position, you could probably get to the five or the four o'clock position, but not right up against the heart. So how close am I to the mold? To the mold? You're about 30 feet up from it. So you're within a standard striking Even distance. after running? Even after running to get to it, because it moved around the edge. Hmm. Well, that's annoying. Um, am I still nine feet? <clears throat> you're still nine feet, but you feel that uh, your power is fading a bit. Actually, you'll be about 20 feet from it now, because you are nine feet, you'd run faster. Doesn't say good power. Yeah. Okay, so I'm like 20 feet away. Yep. Um, bum, bum, bum. Okay, well, uh, since I summoned my Shadow Blade while we were mm-hmm. talking, um, I'm you, going... You readied it before the fight, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I cast it at level three. Okay. I'm going to throw it at the mold. Okay. And you said it's dim? It's dim. I get advantage. Perfect. Boom, baby. Um, Penguin Witch Doctor, um, Valari mm. doesn't technically have a familiar, um, it's just a dog she happened to meet on one of their outings in the world that they're in, um, and now he's been following her, so he just... He's friendly and DM controlled, uh, so he will mostly follow what, uh, the party is doing. But sometimes he, like in the last battle, ran off to not sustain more injury, even if someone were to say attack. So on advantage, uh-huh. I rolled a 19 and a 20. Whoa! Ooh. And so that's you, before any modifiers, yeah, so, so I have a critical hit. Critical hit. Right, so right. we're going to do full damage, which is Whew. 3d8s. 24 is your base. And then I'm going to roll my 3d8s. Ooh. Dang, yo. Mm. 
them crits feel like crits. Um, which is going to be 14. So Hang on, let me just make sure I didn't have anything else to add to it. 28. Are you still big? Yeah. But it's not a melee because I threw it. Oh. Wait, don't you add your strength damage to throne? But it's a spell. Uh, this is where the Pathfinder gets in the way of things. Uh, as a throw? This is a spell, so... It's a melee spell attack. Yeah. Oh. Because I'm All throwing right. a summit. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Um, Marking that down is knowledge gained. So 24 <laughs> plus 14 would be 38. 38. Do you have any bonuses? Um, It doesn't look like it. It's just straight up D8. Okay. Uh, so D8 you... is pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you throw your shadow blade and it lodges into this mold and the mold like moves and drops off of the heart and you see it kind of standing on almost two legs but it's almost it doesn't really have arms or a head it's just standing on so it's two like weirdly the dad from legs. onward no it has a bit more torso and top to it but uh it doesn't have dad socks or uh, khakis on so okay. you said it came off it fell off and is now standing and Yikes. just to clarify, because Shadow oh, is concentration, oh. if I did anything else, it would break that spell. Mm-hmm. Any concentration. Okay. If, you, if your other other things you're doing are concentration. Um, do you want to recall your Shadow Blade? Well, or yeah. Or it auto-recalls. It auto Perfect. Anything else for that turn? I'll recall. Well, this is what I'm trying to figure out, though. What level did you cast your Shadow Blade at? Three. Roll on your uh, wild magic there, please. Yikes! <laughs> Yikes. She's not next to the group. You You're safe. Born. Yeah, I'm like 30 feet away from you guys. Well, didn't... 31 feet? It's an... Is that a 10 or... Yeah, that's a 10, right? So it's a 90? 80... Wait. Would that be 90 then? No, that's straight up 80. Okay. Alright. Straight up 80 gets you... Uh... You feel a surge in your magical abilities as if your spells are a bit more bonus action-y next time you <laughs> cast. Ah! Uh, wow! Uh, She's doing well on the wild magic you today. Get, your next cast is a free bonus action. Okay. Yeah. Pew, 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 pew. Noise! So... With that, uh, it is our dear old friend Astro's turn. Astro runs alongside next to you and lets out a yelp followed by a bark as he sees you knock this mold off and it stands upright. Um, and he gets a little, like, angry. So you see the, the fur on the back of his neck stand up and you hear a little tiny growl next to you. He doesn't really have anything to do for his turn, so we'll go to Rumiel, sir, as you're facing down Secundus. Uh, you do see this mold thing drop off the back, though. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I will take off past Secundus towards the mold. Um... 
Yeah, I've been trying to figure out a strategy here, and I've had two, and now both of those have been negated, and I have no idea what I'm going to do. Fetal position is always a good strategy. Right. Um, So I will cast Shillelagh on my staff as I'm going. All right. um, Just to, to start that. Um, and then, wow, I don't really want to throw fire in here because if it torches, we're in big trouble. Penguin Witch Doctor suggests summon a goat. Apparently they eat mold. You can be a goat. You're a druid. You could be a goat. That is true. Be a goat. (laughs) Be Be a goat. Be Be a goat. Be a goat. Austin. <laughs> Go. Uh, um, well, you die, I could, I'll just bring you back. It's fine. No, I was just. Uh, goat. <laughs> What's the challenge rating on a goat? Uh, goat. I've never summoned one of I these. I need you to make milk. Oh, no. Hang on, Roger. Makes up some numbers uh, really quick. The <laughs> challenge rating is a zero, so you can do that. Well, I wasn't going to turn into one. You you do have a charge ability. A charge ability? Yeah, you would As charge him like with your ring, like you would well, ram him. I was going to summon a crap ton of them. Summon a crap ton. Oh, one crap ton of goats, please. How many? How many can I summon? Um. Challenge rating zeros. Uh, what is the skill that you're using? Conjure animals. The thing uh, I use wolves. I, wow. Are we talking a literal crap ton or a metric crap ton, by the way? Because I can get eight of challenge rating a quarter or lower, so... You can get eight of these, because it's, it's less than a quarter. Eight and a quarter, it would be... If I'm following the pattern here, it would be 16... <laughs> Oh, man. Yes! We'll bring 16 goats! Plus, you could be a goat, just saying. 17! You could be the goat of goats. I can't do all of that once. Screw it. We're summoning them. We're bringing the goats. Wow. All right. Uh, Wow. Um, Thank you, thank you, uh, Penguin Witch Doctor. Thank you, Penguin Witch Doctor. Thank you, the Dragons and Things Network, for hosting us in our shenanigans of pillow forts and goats. Um, this is a side story <laughs> for our main mission, as we have one of our main mission uh, players out. Um, I've never summoned sixteen goats. Uh, they they summon in at five HP each. Okay. Um, so that puts us at 80 hit points for your pack, your herd of goats. Um, so let me... Not much less than wolves, really. Yeah, just make them a swarm. Yeah. We're, they're they're going to use, they're gonna use uh, goat pack tactics, so they'll all attack together. They'll all get damaged together. Um, Six, seven, and because eight, we, nine, we have 11, 80 12, hit points for this swarm 16. of goats, um, anytime we lose more than five hit points at a yeah. At any point, that's a, a goat down. So if we go to 75, we're at, um, what, 15 goats there? Wow. Yes. 
I believe yeah. it's called a trip of goats. A trip according of goats. to Google. According oh. to Google. So it's according a... to Boss, he <laughs> says Which that when you're at seventh level, you could have summoned twenty-four. Oh man. Too bad we're just shy of seventh level. I'm still oh, fifth. Spell <laughs> slot, yeah. Um, which is funny because I actually used to raise goats. Oh man. Oh. You man. said raise or race? Raise. R I F E. Uh, that's Austin, less fun. Austin is yeah, actually right? a, a goat jockey. Uh, it's a Midwest thing. They race I was, goats. I was one of the heavier ones for a goat jockey, but you know what? If your goat's big enough, you can you can make it happen. But now you have sixteen of them, so you've got enough here. Um, what, <laughs> can someone do you clip? If your goat's big enough, you can make it happen. <laughs> that's a new gift. Uh, perfect. Um, that's good advice. <laughs> All right. Uh, with your with your goat shenanigans, are you able to do anything else other than summon them this turn? Um. Well, they do get their own um, uh, turn. They get their own <clears throat> on the turn order. Yeah. Initiative. So these sixteen so these sixteen fey goats uh, that are of pale like. Hey, 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 oh. Yeah, they're, they're, oh, no, 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 no. I did, I did, I did DM, uh, I did, I did DM a goat character for a different offline. That was fun. Uh, no, they're of a, a pale golden esque nature, and as you look at them, you almost believe they're made up of pillows themselves, fey pillows. Oh, lovely, fey pillows. I have fey pillow goats. Have golden fey pillow goats. Uh, I want one. <laughs> I want. Uh, so, what is their initiative, sir? Um, I'm ch- I'm pulling up their stats really quick because I need their decks. Okay, plus zero. It's fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. Perfect. So they'll go next. Lovely. So your fey goats, goats, your fey goats, go before Garth and Kreslin. We are the slowest wizards. <laughs> <laughs> You're also the smallest. You travel. Hey, 12. That's a, that's a decent <laughs> initiative roll. All right. Yeah, but uh, I got a five, and you're still just right there with me. Go, 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 Gadget Goat? Yeah, exactly. But I don't know to, like, because, I mean, it's true. Goats eat everything. Absolutely oh, everything. Eat the mold. Um, Is they, it destructive minus from the inside out? So, I'm, I'm just going to... Like as I summon them, just mm-hmm. call it like show time. Oh no! Um, so these goats... I don't know what happened. I'll leave that. I'm sorry, DM. This is now on you. I'm these throwing... goats look around. Do you point at anything? Yeah, the 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 staff is like pointing at the mold. All right. So as you do yeah. that, uh, these goats are able to reach with their movement speed of forty, <laughs> uh, and they all charge. Um, so their attack is they move at least 20 feet and they yep. charge. Um, the target takes an extra bludgeoning damage. Um, let's see. Wow. What? Uh, perfect. Oh, the, to the ram. So let's see. Plus three to hit. Oh, are you going to hit? Yep. They do hit. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> so they hit for 2d4 plus one. I'm 16. Um, yes. As they all, like, charge, 
at and once. Being, being Faye, they all like occupy similar space at times. <laughs> oh, jeez. Seven times sixteen. I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> I wasn't either. Clearly. Calculate. Seventy plus forty. One hundred and twelve. Seven times sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the phone. One hundred and twelve. One hundred twelve. I've done more damage in one turn than I've done. In my life. Edward Dunn. It's still not one hundred and twenty, though. I'm already um, at one hundred twenty. Boss, we did it. We broke five E. These goats all rush in and smash into the. Hey, it must proceed a a save, strength save, or be knocked prone. Um... <laughs> If it's not dead. You see bits of mold fly everywhere, and this thing, barely standing now, uh, gets a 20 on its uh, strength save. So it's good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Garth, it's now your turn after these magical goats who take up similar spacing charge something back behind the heart. Yes. Um, <laughs> you have broken five E. Thank you. Thank I you. think the I think the mold situation's been handled. So now now you have Secundus in front of you. Yes. Uh, so I will go after him, right. uh, and I'm going to cast Mind Spike. It is a Wisdom save, and I just happen to know that you rolled a nine. Oh. <laughs> With my nine. plus to wisdom is zero, so it does mind spike secundus. Uh we did oh. get a ten dollar reroll assignment. So uh for Rumel, for summoning goats. Rumel, yes. you get uh, a reroll. Oh no. Thank you, Cadence. Thank you, sir. I can't reach it. Give me your good D eight. Oh yeah, this one's probably. Okay. Okay, here are the three D8s worth of damage for Mind Spike. Uh, that is 13 points of damage. 13 points of damage. You hear a scream come out of uh, Secundus as Mind Spike takes hold. And he stiffens up and gets as strong as a little pillow goblin could look. Yeah, it did it. Do it. Um, Now, on to the mold creature. Um, The goats must make a wisdom saving throw. Okay, you want me to throw that? Yeah, go ahead and throw that. Okay. Uh, the goats got a 17. Um, that does not save. So the goats are now... Do you have a re-roll? I have a re-roll. Alright. When do you want to play the re-roll? Like, because, do you want to, before it was announced, or is it okay after it was announced? You may re-roll, that's fine. Okay. Come on, goats! We've allowed it so far to uh, re-roll after. Go goats! I have a second reroll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Neither helped. Oh, I didn't oh, do that at the seventeen. They did well. 
but not better than a 17. All right. Uh, can you roll me a d10? D10. I mean, Boz has a good point. He says he should be able to roll 16 times. <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you one more roll on that for your other 15 goats. Okay. The goat just messed up. Hours later. Basically. One? Okay. That's fine. That's fine. They all failed. You used all of the rolls and re-rolls. Uh, what, yeah. is, what does your D10 yeah. say? Uh, the D10 was a six. Six. Yes. Um, your goats all stand still and eerily still as if they're paralyzed in place for this next turn. Gotcha. Um, and the actual attack here is three tentacle attacks, which he's going to use against the goats in front of him. Come again? His actual attack is using tentacles. His actual attack is to use tentacles. Why does everything have tentacles? (laughs) And holes, apparently. You'll find out as the season continues. Um, So, let's see here. Um, All three hit. The lowest was a 12. I think the goats have an AC of 10. 10, yes. So, all three do hit for 4d6 per tentacle. Trying to get rid of these goats. Yeah, right? I mean, who wouldn't? Jerry's like, I'm so sick of you summoning these animals. So there's 12. Let's do it again. Uh, 11 more, so we're at 23. 23. Uh, and then 17 more makes it a straight 40. 40. Okay, so I'm going to take off 8. Wait, no. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 40 would Forty would make 8 of your little okay. fey pillow goats explode into golden dust. Eight. No! There's still eight. no goats. goats. Come back! Nah. <laughs> I betray you. That was bad. <laughs> that was bad. Um, it goes to Secundus. Secundus's turn. Secundus. Uh, Secundus. Uh, he puts one hand out and raises it up, and as he does, a enormous dragon made of pillows and wood appears coming out of the floor. Pillow dragon! And Get him, Cubert. he has Pillow big old fangs and teeth made out of wood. Uh, some of his scales are wooden, but you see he's pillow at the core. And that is Secundus' turn. Kreslin, it's your turn. With this new dragon mm-hmm. in the room, can I still have line of sight on Segundus? Yeah, the dragon appeared kind of back over his right shoulder. Okay, so it's behind him. Okay. Yeah. Um, I will target Segundus with a witch bolt cast nice. at third level. Alright. Nice. Three witch bolts. Wait, wait, which bolt? Which bolt? Which bolt? Where bolt? Ooh, that's pretty How good, bolt? y'all. Uh, 16 plus 8. So 24 to hit. That definitely misses. Just kidding. Hit, hit. Please roll <laughs> yes. for your level 3 damage. So he's going to take 3d12 basically every round until I do another action. 
Oh dang! Oh dang! Uh, a mixed a mixed bag of damage. Uh, twenty four damage. Twenty four damage. Twenty four. Uh, so, so how does the witch bolt um work and look for you? A beam of crackling blue energy lances out mm-hmm. from my good hand. From your good hand, <laughs> perfect. Connecting me and Segundus, and it is sustained there. As you there watch. is a constant, essentially emperor light beam, mm. Jedi thing mm. happening. The, the room darkens, and uh, one might think you have a big hood over your head. <laughs> <laughs> Join me uh, or die. <laughs> as the witch bolt connects yeah. with Secundus, it wraps around him in this blue energy, and then just collapses in on him and turns into a little puff of smoke. Secundus actually dies from that. Um, the summoned pillow dragon disappears into a yes. sparkly mist as it was only an illusion. Oh. We still have the mold creature in the back, so Ari, it is your turn. Um, cool. How far away is it? Uh, about 35, 40 feet out. I really hate tentacled things, but what the heck. Uh, I'm going to take a dash action. Watch out for the goats. Penguin Witch Doctor, that's the best. The trying to fling the the bad arm up. (laughs) The witch bolt going everywhere. (laughs) Like an escaped garden hose. Uh, I've still got my certain shield, so I'm dashing and I'm dashing, and I'm gonna slash. You you don't have that much charisma as our the old dash and slash. (laughs) Dash and slash. (laughs) Slash. Uh, seventeen. Seventeen to hit. To hit. Hits. Uh, nine. Plus five. Plus five damage, thank you. So, fourteen. I did that without counting. Uh, perfect. You dash in and you hold your shield up to ram into this thing. Um, you end up tripping over the goats and slamming square into, uh, the mold. And as you do, the damage alone splatters it out. And you just land on your shield and smear the mold across the floor. Uh, it's all on the pillows now. It's all on the pillows now. The mold Very creature is dead. You've defeated uh, the yes. two enemies you've seen in the room. Uh, you do notice that the heartbeat is a bit more regular. As you entered the room, it was fast and irregular, but now it seems to be a more normal, natural Pillow heartbeat. What if there is one. What about the dragon and the things that he summoned? The dragon that he summoned was it just an illusion. It disappeared oh, okay. into a, a mist. Uh, but Secundus is nothing more than just a little uh, pile of ash as the witch bolt destroyed him. Um, the room is now quiet aside from a big dun 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 dun. I. Didn't what? he have a dagger? Dagger. Who? Secundus? Secundus. Yes. Uh, It had blood on it. If you want to dig through the ashes, anything and everything that was him is gone. I would like to double check, just in case it's a blink dagger. 
did he not make you think about the Dragon King that we're looking for situation? Mm. The a way mold? he wanted to rule his world and ours and summon a dragon and... Eating no, away what's healthy and good. I didn't put that two and two together. That's a very uh, astute observation there, Valari. Hmm. Kreslin is just standing there, blank face, unsure. <laughs> so, so many pillows. <laughs> <laughs> Staring at the pillow heart. He's like, it's like I want it. <laughs> uh, speaking of the pillow heart, I want to go over. Is it close enough that I can get a hand on it? Yeah, it would be. You could catch like the the bottom foot or so of it. Okay, because I just want to like take a druid reading of. <laughs> The uh, of the heart and kind of the condition of the place. I imagine you Jurassic Park on a triceratopsing it. As you know, you're now back to normal. Uh, it did wear off after a couple moments. Um, you put your hand up on the the heart and you feel yeah. the fibers moving under your hand. At a different mm. pattern um, than what you'd expect, like a living creature to have, but you're sure. able to pick up on the motion and movement to understand the life that this pillow creature has. Um, allows you to understand a bit more that uh, what you had seen and heard earlier uh, when you were trying to commune with the trees and with mm-hmm. other parts that uh, this life exists a little different than your world, but it almost seems to imbue the rest of the world here with that same power. Um, Meaning, it is all living and breathing to the extent that you believe pillows can live and breathe. (laughs) Well, it does, it certainly seems as though Linus is much more alive than what we previously anticipated. Um, yes. Although its condition seems to have stabilized and it's doing well, I think um, Valari brought up a very interesting point. Um, if there are, if there is something going on as far as the Dragon King uh, even infiltrating this place, I mean, this is something that's been packed up um, and is, uh, I don't know if it's a, a different dimension, but it sort of is. It's a bit of a pockety dimension timey thing wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff um so if he can infiltrate even into here he being ebrin no the dragon king King. which Which is is kind kind of of ebrin jinx (laughs) has did you let ebrin into this place no no Ari? I did not! Nothing to share with the class! No! He, no we, he disappears! Randomly, all the time. No, he hasn't been here. Uh, <laughs> I'm rolling insight! <laughs> I'm rolling insight on Ari's all right, statement. Alright. Uh, let me. See. I haven't rolled an insight in a while. Give me a second. Uh, that's an 18. Ari, yeah, have you let he- him in here? No. Ari, did you, okay. 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 Uh, as as you're all debating about this, you hear out in the the pit that you travel down. Hello, hello. Uh, I head fine. out there. 
as as you head outside, you see the first standing up on the edge with his newly sewn on arm. It seems you've helped us. Helped you? Is it right side up again? Not yet, but we have the power to help get it right side up. Come on up. He's yelling. I walk up the stairs. <laughs> Roll me a net now. Uh, as, as you walk up the stairs, he stands there, and a couple other little pillow goblins come up next to him and stand there and wait for you all to join at the top. Uh, do we need to drag Kretzlin away from the pillow heart? Or, uh, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I'll just wood. There might be milk up there. Oh, more milk. Uh, you get up to the top, and uh, the first looks at you all and goes... Oh, that mold was doing quite a disservice to the realm. That's why I think it turned sideways. But um, whatever that creature was, I think we're good now. Um, But you do see, and he looks up and points to the flaps in the ceiling where you believe the door would be. Um, In order to make things right again, um, this world can't have you... See its changes. Meaning, um, a nap caused it to start, a nap will cause it to end. Um, we do have milk and fresh cookies now that, um, the goblins have a mind of their own and can give you fresh treats. And he's leading Uh, you back into the tent, and as you open the doors, uh, the room is all cleared, the table is filled end-to-end with every snack and treat imaginable, drinks interspersed. It's set up for a table of 50 to 100, but all it is is your group here. We're going to need more milk. But does he have the old wine yet? Um, There's a bunch of wine selections. Uh, There's every form of milk possible, cottage cheese, cheeses. There's various colored milks. There's even oh, a, a nut milk, they say. Um, some almond or other That's milk. not how milk care. works. We're not calling um, for it. Just out of curiosity, do you know how the mold got in here? Oh, um, when that pit was formed, some portal came in and some planar traveler decided to try to take over the realm. And that's why we called in this man. And the the first points at Kreslin <laughs> showing the milk. <laughs> we we heard tale that you could shape water, and we figured it might um help take care of the mold problem. But whatever it may be, can we at least see this magical power of yours? Sure. I lay out all the milk in like oh, a row, no. like all the different varieties in a row. And I start I start with the furthest one and I start I cast shape water and it starts looping around and then it like loops into the next jug and picks up that variety of milk, etc. etc. around and the then chocolate just, milk engages in this as well and you see it's like being outside of- the Bellagio. <laughs> <laughs> and you you hear moments later a bunch of these little pillow goblins all clapping, but they can't make a nice clapping sound. It's just pillows. And you're just like, you you see about 50 of these little goblins 
bouncing and, and clapping their hands. And uh, the first goes, that was quite the treat here. Um, you're welcome back in this land anytime. Uh, but the rest of you, um, the only way I know how to get you home is a, a nice little nap. We've set some cots out for you, and there's four beautiful beds set up. Next to the four beds, there's a, a portal, but this time it's made out of pillows and blankets twirling in the middle of space. Um, next to it is two pillows, each with a dragon emblem on the corner, uh, tied together, and on top a bag of what you believe sweet treats, and next to it a jug of milk. Uh, and the, the first walks out and goes, We can dim the lights with you awake, but that's the best we can do. Um, sir, we have two pillows of your liking here. Um, sorry that the other one had gotten stains on it. And as you look down, you've got a little bit of mold and dirt on your other pillow. And a couple goblins hurry in and kind of tug it out from under your arm <laughs> and take it away. Uh, and they instantly toss it up in the air and one of them casts, uh, a mage hand that holds it, and the other casts fire, and you see it just scorch this pillow, and it drops into a little bit of ash. I mean, use use the laundry. Uh, we don't want mold to stay around here. We're susceptible to of course, of course, of course. Um, thank you, thank you for your kindness, pillow, pillow goblins, and pillow pillow heart, please. Um. (laughs) I've got, uh, I'm going to go through this portal. Th- nice meeting all of you. Um, Pleasure to meet you, Cresslin, another halfling wizard. Always nice to have one of us around, isn't it? If you're ever on my island, come and visit me. Your oh, yes. island? Which yes. island is yours? It's in the north. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. We're still learning our way around. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too, that's fair. <laughs> um, and, well, you know what they say. It's a portal. Uh, So, the rest of you, there's a small amount of treats sitting next to your bed to help you doze off. The the light comes a bit dimmer, uh, almost dusk time. Do you wish to settle in? Yeah, I'll take a nap. Hard fight, hard. It's the napping part now. Mm -hmm. All right. As you all close your eyes and begin to drift off, uh, the dog is laying at the foot of Valari's little roll here, and you hear, woof, 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 and he is laying on his side, and he ends up teleporting himself a couple times (laughs) around the ground, uh, and ends up a few feet away from where he started, uh, and you hear a little couple growls come out of him, uh, and you doze off. Kreslin, you wake up uh, leaning over a few books, drooling on the table that you were studying at. And as you sit up, there's a crisp, cold jug of milk sitting in front of you, the bag of cookies, and next to you, the two pillows that you could have sworn all of this had been just a dream, or maybe it was just a dream and these things were conjured here for you. Uh, <clears throat> you do smell of um, warm milk, so maybe it wasn't. Who knows? Uh, the rest of you lot wake up within 
these four little beds that were made for you, but now much closer to an entrance of this <sighs> tent. Uh, there's a cool breeze coming into the tent from the outside. Uh, the first is standing there proudly looking a bit more fluffed and stuffed bigger uh, as if he was a fresh new pillow goblin. A couple goblins standing at his side uh, and they all are holding um, random pillow weaponry and the first says oh it was nice to have you all here but um, these weapons will be ready for you in case you come back to our realm where they might be of better help. I'm sure they're not good to use out there, but um, if our heroes ever need to fight, they're ready. But as always, the bedrolls, cookies, and treats are ready for you to rest up when you come back next. We're gonna have to figure out how to explain this to Drakland. You know what? We shouldn't We could just not. I feel like we shouldn't bring it up with him. He doesn't seem to, you know, just the way he is. (laughs) As you step back out into the room uh, in the Stumble On Inn, you notice Mm. that uh, it is mid-afternoon still, as if maybe this all happened during a nap. You're super refreshed, uh, stomach's full from a bit of lunch that you had a few few hours earlier, uh, the treats and drinks that you'd had, and um, you all return back as if you had taken almost a long rest uh, party. You're now back in the Stumble on Inn in the world of Nier, in the town of Standing Rock. This is the room that uh, you'd left just prior. We should, we should really get going. <laughs> There's a Dragon King to stop, to save, to... Another Dragon King? <laughs> Uh, and with that, uh, POTUS, it was a dream, was it not? I don't know. Our, uh, tiny friend Kreslin may have the answers here. Oh, it happened, just outside of, like, normal time and space. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, thank you all for... Oh, oh, look! <laughs> thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we are Here Be Dragons. Uh, you can find our social... Up this way on the stream here, uh, mostly here be dragons D and D on every platform except Twitter, where one character too long, so it's here the letter B dragons D and D. We do have podcasts of all of our episodes to catch up on, on uh, any of the major podcasts and even all of the minor podcast uh, setups. And, uh, we have we have a wonderful tool to help um, get that out to you. So if you don't watch it here on Twitch, you can watch it or listen to it on our podcasts. Uh, again, thank you so much for the the wonderful host of our show on Dragons and Things. Yeah. Uh, we absolutely love uh, spending some time here with you guys and uh, your wonderful network here. Um, you will probably see a couple of these faces through uh, Dat Bad Show, uh, Dat Vantum. Uh, there's a lot of awesome things that are happening on this channel, so... Keep an eye on socials for both uh, the Dat Network and Here Be Dragons for the next time we all play. Uh, any other sign-offs? Mm-hmm. Anything I've missed, players? I would tell, tell them where they can find you specifically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll see on the stream, again, 
Here Be Dragons D&D is our handle on most things. We do have our own Twitch channel. Um, it is Here Be Dragons D&D. We do play again next week. We tend to play twice a month on the first and third uh, Saturdays of the weekend. Uh, of the of month. The month. Wow. wow, first and third Saturdays of the weekend. That's a exactly. nice weekend. Uh, the if first and third Saturdays of the month. Um, huge. We, we play at 4 p.m. Pacific, which right now with uh, time change is... GMT negative seven minus seven. However, that's said, uh, we love time change here in the states, so that'll change to negative eight or something later. But we're at negative seven GMT uh, for those who tune in overseas and elsewhere in the world. Uh, so you can catch us next week on our channel. Uh, otherwise, thanks for tuning mm-hmm. in. Thanks for following, subscribing, tipping, etc. Uh, we all we all love your support. Uh, and Thank you. See you next time. Yeah. (laughs) Good night!